0: today fm
1: it's that time of the week again so sit back relax and enjoy the derman and dave show best of podcast aye, aye. but not if you're driving definitely don't sit back in fact sit up now
2: <laughs> okay where is my message from this
3: mania? i still feel kind of sick after, after spinning, spinning.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Emer we were talking about spinning in office chairs Emer tri- said she wouldn't try it but then did try it the reason you so wouldn't try it is because you're not good at being dizzy
3: no I get, I get vertigo and I, anytime I do anything remotely spinny I feel sick
2: and that was an hour and a half ago yeah you're still feeling not the best
3: I still feel a bit pukey yeah
2: in fairness you see I'd be the same in terms of the immediate effect. So I did a spin on my chair. And you spun for ages. But I tried to do that thing that ballet dancers, you ever seen ballet dancers when they spin? Oh, they, they spin like pick
3: a point in the wall, don't yeah. they? Yeah, so what
2: they do is they, they look at somewhere ahead of them and then as they turn, as their body turns, they leave their head for as long as they can facing the point point thing, and then they whip it around. I tried to do that, but I still got really woozy. But then it goes, for me, it goes within like 30 seconds. I'll be
3: fine and... Three to four working days. <laughs> if I'm not here on Monday, it's it's the illness. It's Come here.
2: We need to revisit something we did last <gasps> yes. week. Yes. So I got a message from Jazz Wilson. If you haven't heard last week's podcast in the intro, this will make a little sense to you. But anyway, I got a message from Jazz Wilson offering me $999 per week to post one video on Neil Delamere's page, which mm. I don't own. <laughs> so I don't know why this is happening. Anyway, Emer wrote I typed it, but Emer gave me the, the words to write. I said, hi, Jazz. These Some typos were in here, but we left them. Yeah, they were deliberate. Yeah, sounds great. My fee would be $2,555, which I would need twice a week in sterling. Kind regards, admin. And it was ad hyphen capital M in. Because like she had addressed the initial contact to admin. Greeting admin, yeah. Uh, she got back. No. Yeah, Jazz got back. When? Um, Actually... Oh my god, she got back 31 minutes later. Wow. And I only looked at it this week. And okay, so 31 minutes later, she wrote back, "Are you kidding me?" Kidding with no second d.
3: Maybe she are means you kiting are you kidding me? me?
2: So, Emer, we need to draft a response to yes, Jazz. Okay. We need to we need to impress upon Jazz exactly how serious we are about this. So, what do you want to say?
3: I would say absolutely no kidding.
2: Absolutely no kidding.
3: My work is very expensive but the results are also excellent.
2: I accidentally typed mistyped excellent and now says ECX excellent. Fabulous, yeah. yeah. So absolutely no coding. My work is very expensive but the results are also excellent. Excellent.
3: Also, I'm now concerned about the value of the sterling. <laughs> Since the death of the Queen. So we'll now need my money in Australian dollars. My payment in Australian dollars, actually.
2: I need my payment in Australian dollars. Go uh, good few typos in there because I'm typing quickly. Since has two C's. Accent, yeah. And... Uh, I'll actually separate because it actually is confusing one of my words and um, of the queen okay yeah and payment in Australian dollars you want anything uh,
3: else all the best all
2: the best admin or just change it to add, <laughs> add. you're pals now you and Jazz are pals okay so here we go last time it was 31 minutes I mean maybe we'll never hear back from Jazz again maybe Jazz has moved on to another victim slash business opportunity so. Jazz is
3: eager she knows where the money's at
2: Jazz is sitting there waiting to see what's going to happen well uh, look we'll fill you in on the next podcast intro uh, to update you on the um, ever turning adventures of weirdly Jazz getting invested Wilson. in this now me too I really want to meet Jazz although I don't think the picture of Jazz is Jazz I'm just I gonna don't put that know out there.
3: I have a funny feeling Jazz might not be Jazz yeah, it's as, as we possible. know her
2: yeah <laughs> Definitely not. Okay, the best of podcast with Dermot and Dave is, like it says on the tin, the best of Dermot and Dave. We know thousands of you listen to it every week. We're very proud of that. Thank you very much for doing that. Uh, what's on the podcast this week? We did do a load of Garth Brooks stuff. We did. On day one, we got back on Monday. I was back from the cannonball. We relived a lot of that, including me snubbing Westlife. It's a long story. you got to listen to it. Uh, Sean had been to Garth. We got messages from people who have been to Garth with no voices. I had been to
3: my Cowboy Black Tie Fusion Garth Brooks' party
2: you had not Garth himself but something no, similar no I, I
3: was very close yeah, to the you, stage
2: you could see most of the stage I could of see it as Garth
3: saw it because I was standing on a roof looking and a friend's house in the condo. I, was, I didn't just break into someone's house I was standing on a roof and I had Garth's view because the view of the park was behind, the, behind the, stage. the stage so actually I had a better view than Garth Brooks had there himself also I spoke to a child who offered to show me his dad's liver gallstones
2: so these are the things you get in yeah. Drumcondra on a roof. Uh, we also spoke to Sarah who had a bit of a dilemma. She was looking to go to the Newcastle-Chelsea game. Flights, sorted. Accommodation, sorted. Tickets, no chance. Mm-mm. No chance. Did we sort her out? You've got to listen to find out. Uh, we would all the usual things, bad jokes. We'd say stuff that suits the music. And Thursday we spoke to Lewis Capaldi. I love Lewis Capaldi. The man is funny. The man is talented. The man is very self-aware. And he has made a shot for shot Remake of the Club Tropicana video For his new song Forget Me I I love him I absolutely love him That was brilliant chats And then on Friday We caught up with Chris and Katrina Who are listeners that we got in That got in touch with us Four years ago Chris was looking for Katrina After a night out We found her for him And then they had a big big day on Friday
3: Did you know I only figured this out After we spoke to them this morning The first time we spoke to Chris Was actually the day before Valentine's Day in 2018
4: my God the
3: 13th of February.
2: February So here we are In September 2022 And boy do they have big news for us So make sure you check out The best Dermot Dave podcast Well you are Because if you're listening to it now Make you're sure you're, you're checking it out so like that's a bit of a silly thing
3: And if you have any suggestions For what we should say to Jazz And our next correspondents yes. Email us It's Dermotanddavidtodayfm.com
2: I can't wait to see Jazz Jazz we're not kiting Come on Sean and I have had Very different weekends But also very exciting weekends Let's start off with mine Sean if you don't mind oh, Go for it Dave Knock your socks off Cannonball. So, picture it, if you will. Millions of euros worth of supercars. Okay. Over a thousand kilometers driven over the weekend. Tens of thousands of spectators. 200 grand plus raised for charity... And a sincere apology to Westlife. All of this is the Cannonball Run. <laughs> there's, so, a lot, there's a lot
0: to digest. This, so let's start with the cars. First. Okay. So
2: basically, the Cannonball Run is an event that is held once a year. It's been going since like 2009, and it is a load of cars that you traditionally wouldn't see on the road. Maybe unless you live in I don't know, on Vico Road in, yeah. in Kalining, you might see
0: them. <laughs> okay. But well,
2: basically, like you know, supercars. Okay. Yeah. So like everything you can think of: Lamborghinis, Ferraris, McLarens. BMW M4 That's what I was in Absolutely phenomenal What a perfect By the way Balance of power But comfort (laughs) Because I I spoke to some of the Lamborghini drivers And they were like The teeth are rattled out of their heads By the time they realised They were doing 340 kilometres to Killarney Whatever Um, But the Yeah the BMW I was in Was just Plenty power but also super comfy.
0: It was so cool. I had to drop Dave down something outside the office door on Friday, <laughs> and I the supercar just pulled up inside. You just look so happy and I smiley was, sitting I was inside. So it. happy.
2: Uh, so it kicked off in Malahide on Thursday. You park all the supercars up in Malahide Castle, outside the castle, and then people can come up and just like go and look at the cars, and possibly if you're lucky, sit in the car or whatever. But just to see that much metal is amazing. Yeah. Then it leaves. It goes like all over the country. So we went. Effectively went Dublin, Killarney, Sligo, Trim Okay, that's the route Except Are you motorwaying it? No, well, yes, yeah, Some of it's motorway So the, on Friday A lot of it was motorway down okay. For example we, we went to Fermoy first Okay uh, And Circle K were the main sponsors and, and we would stop in Circle K's to fuel up And obviously yeah. These cars need a little bit of fuel This <laughs> is about to say In fact, I had a conversation with a guy With a supercar uh, On the Saturday, okay And I was I had basically I had filled mine before I left Yeah I'd filled mine On the Friday And on the Saturday To fill again So I was on my third fill And we were only like It was only lunchtime On Saturday okay. right So I said to the guy And I was like Oh these things And, and petrol He's like In his English class, He's like Yeah no like, I'm on number four And I was like I'm on number three And he was like that, You've needed free fills today I was like no, no, three fills since like since we since Thursday. He goes, no, I'm on fill number four oh today. Oh, my God, this how is, like is he affording t- that on <laughs> two <laughs> o'clock? Well, if you saw the supercar, yeah, I don't think does. Murray's an issue. But anyway, so like so then, right? We went to Kinsale for lunch. Amazing, the Blue Haven in Kinsale, beautiful spot. But then the drive was Kinsale to McCroom. Okay, and I don't know if anybody has driven Kinsale to okay. McCroom, but it is literally back roads That's with like you know grass growing up the middle. Yeah, now my car's a fairly normally sized car. Yeah, there was like. There, were, there was Lamborghini Diablo on this Which is about as wide as this radio studio <laughs> like it's, These cars are so massive I don't know how they got to those roads. But I saw the cutest thing First of all Just a massive, massive thank you mm. To everybody who came out to see the Cannonball Because The crowds I saw on your Instagram They looked absolutely unbelievable now, And not just So at the finish line of places So the Brehan and yeah. Killarney uh, Up in Sligo Town uh, and then last night in Trim Castle. Obviously, I mean, it's like the Pope has come to town. Okay. It's like barriers. Well, well, you
0: are the equivalent of the Pope, Dave.
2: <laughs> you're driving a BMW. <laughs> you're, you're... A thousand, honestly, tens of thousands of people. But forget that. Not forget that, but like, aside from that, on the roads, when you're driving through what seems like the most rural spot, yeah. you haven't seen a house for like 15 minutes, then all of a sudden you'll just find a bunch of people congregated just waving as you uh, go by. Um, and honestly, like there's so many reasons to love something like that if you love cars like I do and you honestly the camaraderie and like it was my first year I'm a cannibal virgin as they call you but like the lads looked after so well so everybody from the organisers the lads and the ladies who are running that everyone who was on the cannibal who's been who've been doing it for 10 or 15 years there's guys there's girls coming over they're checking on you they're texting you when when you arrive somewhere going you know where are you they come over because like and by the way you usually bring a partner I had Neil Delamere with me yeah he left after a few hours. It wasn't Neil's fault. He had to go. Um, but then it meant I was solo for the most most of the time. But that meant that people I didn't know were going, yeah. uh, let's let's check on Dave and see if he, does he want to have dinner with us or lunch or whatever. It was so cool. But the cutest thing I saw was we were driving between McCroom and Kinsale. Okay. And there hadn't been a house for a while. And then all of a sudden there was one of those traditional Irish farmhouses set about... 50 yards back from the road But they would lovely kind of garden And then a, a hedge yep. And then a grass verge And an area where you'd If you were visiting You might park the car outside okay, sorry, On this yeah, kind yeah. of Bit of a, 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 I don't know A side A side of it Like The Anyway Just outside the, the wall Yeah And sitting there With two deck chairs And A small picnic table And two mugs of tea And a saucer of biscuits Were a couple Who were easily in their 70s Amazing. Maybe in their 80s and they were just waving it at on. every
0: supercar. Oh, living their best life. <laughs> I was just like, this so is phenomenal.
2: Good. It was just amazing. We met so many nice people. I just, I can't say enough good things about it. But enough time about that for a minute. Let's flip to your weekend, Sean. Because you Davey, spent last night in Crow Park. You and
0: I had a very, very different weekends. Last night. I put on my check shirt Yes My free t-shirt that I got off, got off Garth Brooks during Just, the press conference on Friday We sent you to the press conference, it was Thursday Sean Thursday, You're losing the sorry, run of yourself I'm, I literally am losing the run of myself So Thursday you went to meet Garth Brooks, what was he like? Uh, look, I'll be honest, he talks a lot of rubbish <laughs> Amazing <laughs> Go to his press conferences, there's lots of tears, there's lots of answering questions without saying anything Right and uh yeah but look really cool experience uh, but yeah anyway at the end of it he gives all the press people that went there a free t-shirt a Garth Brooks t-shirt a Garth Brooks t-shirt with it an says, Ireland fly it says Garth Brooks in Ireland on the front and then friends in high places or friends in Ireland at the back some okay. some play okay. on words so uh Yesterday, put on the check shirt, put on the T-shirt, and uh, spent 10 quid for a cowboy hat off the side of the road. Which is <laughs> I told
2: you, those guys with the cowboy hats at Garth Brooks are literally going to be the richest people. They're, they're going to ma- be driving Lamborghinis. Yeah,
0: they're making a killing. Stuck on that. Went to Crow Park. I literally had one of the best nights of my life. <laughs> I, I am so croaky today, and that is literally from screaming at the top of my voice. You do love songs. Garth. And you know every song. Do you know? What, do you know what it was? Is I, I, my my two sisters went on on Friday night, mm. and uh, my my older sister described it as good, clean fun. And I actually think that's one of the best ways. <laughs> Everyone is there is just having the absolute crack. And is the stage show good? I've heard it's amazing. Like I, I, he, the man can just command a stage. Okay. He literally. He's running all around the place. He's shouting. He does cry again. And you're like, okay, it's, you know, <laughs> stop being emotional. Um, it, the, the stage presence this man has is unbelievable. And then just like he, he's he's joined by guests on stage and just the musician and the light show and everything. It, it, it's one of those things. And it's like, you know, I, I, I know that there's a very much division in the country at the moment now about like, oh, yeah. are you team Gareth or not? But honestly, for the stage show and the stage presence and doing five nights... Unbelievable like, Honestly I just I screamed my Screamed my lungs
2: out The whole way through the night Well obviously Over the weekend Three Crow Parks Will be the guts of That's certainly over 200,000 yeah. people right So lots of you have been What did you think 87 4100 You can drop us a text Or a WhatsApp Are you like Sean Is it just good clean fun The best night of your life Yeah Anybody have any reasons Not to enjoy it I don't think so Based on social media seemed, Everyone seemed to think It was brilliant
0: Do you know what is a good Testament to a concert I have spoke to loads of people, but and I've seen it on social media. Seen, I have not heard one person criticise it. There you go. There you go.
2: That's good news. Back to the Cannonball very you quickly. What's West, to Westlife? I'll tell you about Westlife in a second. Um, uh, lots of text coming in to people who I met over the weekend. I have to say, meeting people is the, one of the best things about Cannonball because obviously every time, as I said, when you're driving, you're waving at people, and they're all. What's really funny is I assume. You know, I work on the radio. I have a level of anonymity. Yeah. I know I'm in a BW. I know I'm on Cannonball Run and this covered in stickers and all the rest. But everywhere I went, it was like, Dave! Dave! Oh, like, like even when you're driving at like, you know, 100 kilometers down the road, you hear, yeah, Dave! <laughs> we're like, yeah! <laughs> Class. Uh, but anyway, yes, we were in Kilronan Castle yesterday afternoon. Uh, we were in Ross's Point. We left there. It was absolutely the worst weather I've ever seen. In Ross's point And fairness to that part of Ireland Yeah Sligo on the Atlantic coast Has some of the worst weather there is (laughs) But the people were still out Kids Dogs I met a lovely dog called Ruby And her family Thanks for remembering the dog's name (laughs) They were just They were so so nice All the people we met along the way Were just so brilliant They were so excited to see the cars And all that It was absolutely amazing But the Westlife story I have to tell you is this When we pulled into Sligo There was It's hard to describe The streets of Sligo Town were closed. Yeah. There were metal barriers. Those metal barriers, uh, they were all down with all like sponsors and everything all over. The whole way down through the town. It took us... I think it took us an hour and 15 minutes to get from Sligo wow. Town to Sligo Town. Like, yeah. literally drive down the bits, right? And obviously there are 215 cars. Like, it's a lot. Okay, yeah, I get yeah, it, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of us to get through. But, having said that, you would expect that we'd fly through. No, it was just taking forever. It was, But it was brilliant. Your window's down. You're chatting to the people. We all have water pistols. We're squirting the kids in the face of the water pistols. They're yeah. all loving it, whatever. Whatever. We get to the finish line, and I'm in car number one. Now, I'm not the first car to cross because you just finish different times, but I'm an important car for my sponsor, which is Circle K, and the Cannibal One photos or whatever. So they say to me, when you go through the finish line, stop. We need to get a photo. I'm like, fine. So I stop, get out of the car. The photographer's there, and it's all the Circle K guys in their Circle K jackets, and I'm standing up on the sill of the car, kind of leaning out, going, doing Dave radio (laughs) photo shoot. Yay! Sexy Dave. And then I, I get it back in the car and I drive off because there's another car behind me that needs to do his thing, whatever. And we we'll go through and then I get sent the picture by the, my Jeff and the lads at Circle K. And I'm like, pop it up on my Instagram going, oh my God, Sligo is so amazing. Right. End. Wake up the next day to like 800 messages going, uh, Dave, you're not going to mention your friend in the photo, right? So when I look closer at the photo, I realized that there's me standing in the car, like eight Circle K people, yeah. I think a Brazilian dancer or two, yeah. all the crowd,
5: i And Keen Egan from Westlife Is in the know? photo <laughs> I had no idea he was there That's I so love Keen. That's so insulting I know
2: and I'm so sorry Keen. If you were sitting there going well, Why is Dave not saying hello to me oh. <laughs> Honestly so, I had no idea you were there I had no idea you were at the finish line If I'd known that I'm obsessed with Westlife He thinks you're a snob now I know he probably does think I'm a snob in fairness uh, Look I've got Westlife news for you Very good Westlife news for you You can win tickets to go see Westlife I'll tell you about that in a few minutes time But first Sean I think in honour of you And your weekend, which of course was Garth Brooks related, we will play whatever Garth Brooks song you want to hear from his entire extensive back catalogue. What was your highlight of last night? Okay,
0: so what I want is anyone who's been there over the last three nights, who's been reminiscing, who's waking up today and they're like, oh, that was such a fun weekend. Or anybody, better yet, who's going next Friday or Saturday. I want you to turn up the radio now, put down the windows and put, and this is a song that I think was the best last night. It's Garth Brooks calling Baton Rouge <laughs> <laughs> Garth
2: Brooks go. on Today M Sean's yeah! loving it There were teardrops galore apparently at Garth Brooks Sean <laughs> yeah. was saying that the man cried a fair bit uh, Tara says Guys I was at Garth Brooks on Saturday night. No that's a different one sorry Where's the one about crying Oh yeah It was Dean Limerick who says Lads went to Garth on Friday night Great show but for FFS the man would not stop crying The video was ahead of the sound a little bit uh, well, that will that'll happen. That's nothing to do with Garth's show. Like it's literally light travels faster than sound. I'm sorry, like you can't. Sometimes you can't affect that.
0: Yeah, it, it is mad. So uh, the where when I, where I went last night, I was in. Um, the, I got my tickets from the lovely people at Tesco. Mm-hmm. Brought us along last night, and I was sitting beside Paul Quinn, who works for Virgin Media News. And Paul had been there the two previous nights. One of them the nights he was working there reporting, and the other night he'd just been there as um, a punter. And he was doing a cry count for how many times Amazing So the first night he cried four times Then the second night he cried three times So we thought last night Oh, he won't be as overwhelmed It's a diminishing return yeah, Yeah, it's the third night You can't still love Ireland that much after three nights he cried four times last night. Like <laughs> He's back four again. times and it gets to a stage where we're, we're just a bit like ah come on like it's it's not that sad.
2: Uh, a lot of other people just saying they went it was absolutely brilliant that uh, they're just going on cried and sang and danced the night away want to go again. A lot of people want to go again. our Sean you definitely want to go again don't you? Uh, like if there's anybody has spare tickets next weekend <laughs> no I can't pay I will tell you that much. <laughs> uh, someone has sent us a picture of uh, herself and two other friends going to uh, Garth in Asher look it isn't that it t-shirts absolutely legends. Amazing. Uh, and then if we flip over to Cannibal, Lots of texting about that. Morning, lads. It was a great day yesterday at Trim and Cannonball. At this point, I didn't get to see you in Trim, but got to see you at Scott Fagan's pub in Moynalvy, says Keith and Trim. Actually, yeah, there were some people at Scott Fagan's I was at Fury's Bar which I think is that near Mullingar? I don't, I, get, I don't know. Anyway, Fury's Bar, we pulled in there somewhere. They have a pub dog, Emer. Wow. There's nothing like a pub dog. You just go in The dogs are You know the way When you meet a dog What you're supposed to do Is put your hand out to the dog And let the dog sniff you And then the dog decides Whether or not You're okay to pet the dog Not this dog This dog walks straight up And just put his head Into your hand He wants a pet I love pub dogs
0: Dave can I say my biggest Can I tell you my biggest takeaway from your Cannonball experience Yeah Um your dress code.
5: Oh my God, the dress so code, to, man. So
0: on Friday, if you missed the show, we were talking about how Dave... Thursday again, you're, Thursday, Thursday, you're losing sorry.
2: your mind. <laughs> we we're off on Friday.
0: Yeah. Um, we were talking about how you had a number of dress codes. You had...
2: First of all, fancy dress for the first day and the last day. So I was Maverick from Top Gun. Yeah. That was fine. I was, that was, that was easy Your enough.
0: Maverick was very slick. Thank you. It yeah, good. it
2: was the lads at um, Fun Place over in Stephen's Green starting me out that. But anyway, but then... There was smart casual on the Friday Which I can just about do So I have a jacket A nice jacket uh, Kind of a bomber jacket thing T-shirt obviously Jeans and a pair of fancy Jordans I'm fine That was grand Second night was dressy casual I don't know what that means but thankfully, the lads at EJ Menswear in Sligo Town got in touch. They stayed open. They didn't stay open. They opened especially for wow, me. That's when you know you've made it. And I went in, and Aaron in there absolutely sorted me out with clothes I would never have chosen. And apparently, I looked very smart. Uh, I was,
0: I was shocked. I've seen you wear tuxes for yes. stuff like the Radio Awards, yeah, yeah. and then, I and then your everyday is hoodie, tracksuit bombs, Jordans. Yeah. Like uh, to see you wear this stuff, I was like, oh my god, that doesn't even look like. <laughs> a Dave. lot of people think I look like Dermot Bannon. <laughs> you look like look like Dermot. You like a guest on the Late Late Show.
2: Okay, go and have a look. at Very like very well dressed <laughs> at Dave Today FM is where you find the reel of me transforming from shorts into dressy casual. Isn't that it? National Look It Isn't That It, it is it? a competition where we challenge you to solve a sentence where we only give you the first letters of the words in the sentence. And the sentence today is D and D D. D and D D. thousand and fifty euro because every day it's not won. it goes up by fifty euro. We also gave you a clue on Friday, which is it's a big moment. Let's see if Michelle Keane's gonna win it today. How are you, Michelle?
6: Hi, how are
2: you? Good, how was the weekend? So I was at Cannonball, Sean here was at um, Garth, Garth Brooks, Brooks and Emer was in Pups in the Park in um, Phoenix Park so we were all very busy. How about you? I had a
7: quiet weekend nice. this weekend. So I had
6: it was a busy couple of weeks so and um, just tidying up
8: the garden
2: now today. Oh, nothing wrong um, with that now.
8: No, just getting ready for the winter.
2: Yeah.
9: <laughs>
8: Already <laughs> you're thinking of winter. I know.
2: I know. Well, come here. I'm looking forward definitely this weekend coming to doing I'm going to say doing nothing I still coach about 800 football teams but apart from that I'm not doing any other <laughs> extracurricular activity I'm just going to do that and then chill out so I'm, I want one of your yeah. weekends Michelle uh, D&DD <laughs> 1,050 euro what do you think?
10: Um, delivery and due date
2: Delivery and due date I suppose the clue says it's a big moment the old due date <laughs> is a big moment alright that's not the right answer, oh, Michelle.
6: That's not right. All right. Have a good day. Enjoy cleaning the garden. You too. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye. Amy's bye. in
2: Limerick this morning. Hello, Amy.
6: Hi, Harry.
2: Did you see us in Bally Simon on the Cannonball Roll when we were down at the Circle K there?
6: No, I didn't,
2: unfortunately. <laughs> You're okay. You know? It's not a prerequisite to come on the radio. Did, did you have to have gone to Cannonball? But geez, the amount of people in Limerick and Bally Simon was absolutely amazing. Brilliant. Really? Yeah, really, really good. What are you up to? How was your weekend?
6: Good, good, quiet enough Just Another quiet one, fair weekend.
2: play to you You were at what at the weekend? Just
6: at home, that's Just all Just at
2: home, okay, yeah, yeah That's what I said, looking forward to that as well So if I can have a Michelle and an Amy weekend next weekend coming, I'll be very, very happy D&DD, uh, Amy, we'll give you €1,050 If you tell us the correct solution to D&DD Is it dad and
6: daughter
2: dance? Dad and daughter dance One of the most poignant moments of any wedding I wonder what Garth Brooks Any of his songs The dance The dance itself
0: What's that song How do I, how do I go uh, uh, Oh wait wait. Uh, and I I'm glad I didn't know The way
2: it all would end. Everybody The I way, way it know all know the words. words. Amy doesn't care about us Singing Garth You're Brooks you down the back Come on Sean just wants to sing and He now. spent the whole of last night Singing Garth Brooks It's all he wants to do today You've already had Colin Baton Rouge on the show Sean. Amy
0: are you a Garth Brooks fan? Um, yeah I would be I suppose
2: would you go if you won the money now would you get tickets and go at the weekend
6: uh,
2: probably not probably not <laughs> not that big a fan okay
6: Amy no, Amy, fun. you won the money get oh you God. won the money fair play to you. Oh my God, thank you fair play to you. <laughs>
2: how are you you won <laughs> it. Are you okay? I
6: am, my God. Oh, my God. I didn't think I'd win it. <laughs> uh,
2: Amy, you've got 1,050 euro. The D&D d and solution is dad and daughter dance. Oh,
6: my God. Thank you. I got married recently. And then when I heard the clue, I just kind of, it was the first thing that came into my head. All
2: right. And how was your dad and daughter dance? Was it good?
6: I I didn't have one, but it was the first thing I thought of.
2: Okay, right, right. you had those (laughs) wedding things in your mind. Exactly. (laughs) Well, look, I'm really glad for you. 1,050 euro is yours. All it took was the clue. You got it absolutely right. Dad and daughter dance.
6: Oh, my God. Congratulations. Oh, that's
2: brilliant. All right, Amy. Bye. Bye. Okay, Amy wins 1,050 euro. We'll start again at 250 euro tomorrow with a brand new Asher. Look at it, isn't that it? You can win it too, just like Amy did. Just keep your brain working, keep it ticking over. Wait for the clues if you need to. But a thousand and fifty euro is going to Amy Inderwick. Dad and daughter dance. It's Dermot and Dave on Today FM. This will be a good dad and daughter dance. Dream lover. I prefer Garth Brooks to dance. <laughs> Gosh, Garth Brooks. Sean prefers Garth Brooks to yeah, anything. Nah. I'm glad <laughs> I'm... Today I'm Sean, yeah. you are a big Garth Brooks fan. Pamela Joyce, who just left the building, this is a big Garth Brooks fan. You guys went to see Garth Brooks last night. Yes. Your voice is a little bit deeper, I think, than usual. Pamela seems fine. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, Patrick went to see Garth Brooks on Saturday. Okay. This is what a real fan sounds like on a Monday morning, Sean.
11: Well, Dave Moore, as you can see, my voice is still um, gone... Uh, Paddy here for Tipperary, myself and herself good lady Molly, we're on Garbrook Saturday night. Like Sean, oh my God, best night of our lives. And um, co- thanks for playing Colin Black Rouge, one of our favourite songs. But my highlight of tonight was Standing Outside the Fire. And the number one was after the dance, the whole crowd started chanting Ole, Ole, Ole. Talk about being a proud Irish moment. 80,000 people, best night of my life. Worth the pain, worth having all fights. It's great, it's the last time I know no faces when Liverpool won the league, but uh, I say we wait a while again for that. But, uh, yeah, Garrett mania all week. It was best night of our lives. Go on, Garrett.
9: Yeah,
0: Can I ask a question? Yeah. This is casting no shade at people. What's people's opinions
2: on singing Olé 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 during gigs? Proud Irish moment, just like Patrick Paddy said there.
0: I refuse to participate in them.
2: Olé 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 is massive crack. What I love about Olé 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 is it's all right, I think, when you're doing a band... Who've been on tour in Ireland a few times. Yeah. So, like, say, like they your Cold Plays and your Oasis's, and and I'm sure maybe Garth was kind no, of a, announced that he was... A, yeah. yeah, yeah. What I love is when you go to a band that I would like to go see, so say, like, some heavy metal band <laughs> who've come into town, they're playing a small enough venue, they've never been to Ireland before, and no matter what size the crowd is, they're like, they finish the song, are like, and they're like...
5: And
2: they're like what is happening? The yeah. entire crowd is singing a We don't know what the song is. We don't know what's happening it's one of my favourite things
0: I hate it uh, and I am asking people to stop
2: no it's in never going to stop Sean it's what we do as Irish music fans or I,
0: I was at JLS in yeah. the three arena years ago <laughs> these people started doing it for JLS like do it for everybody no, no stop please Are on you? behalf of the uh,
2: musicians stop singing Ole 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, if someone else agrees with you Anya says it's total cringe Sean <laughs> thank uh, you on Oh eight seven four one hundred one zero two. seven four102 you can drop us a text or a WhatsApp let us know your opinion on uh, Ole 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 or Garth Brooks or the Cannonball Run, if you went to see that, a lot of people are still getting in touch saying they were uh, out. And I, I said it before, but I'll say it again. Every hour of this show, I want to say thank you to the people who stood out in the absolute pouring rain, in the blistering sunshine. It was a perfect Irish weekend. We had everything. It was so hot in Kinsale that people had to like go in out of the courtyard because they were like, getting sunburned. And then like 20 hours later, it was torrential rain. Uh, all over the country so look it's amazing that's going to happen but yeah let us know what you worked over the weekend and how it was for you 087-4100-102 did the people sing ole 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 when they were uh, crowding the streets for you no they just all went
5: Dave (laughs) Dave where's Dermot can I get a lap like Dave
2: (laughs) like no I haven't got any of those things I haven't got a lap like it or a Dermot Sarah is joining us this morning she got in touch with the show and she said lads I really need your help. Well, more specifically, she said, Dave, I really need your help. I hope I can help. Sarah, good morning.
7: Hi, Dave. How are
2: you? I am great. Thanks very much. Uh, recovering after the weekend of uh, debauchery that is the cannibal. but I'm coming back around now A good night's <laughs> sleep. I'm starting to feel normal enough. Uh, tell us, what is the problem you have that you think that hopefully uh, we slash I can help with? <laughs> yeah,
7: well, the reason I got in touch was not only am I a massive. Fan of the show, but I know that you're a big football supporter. Yes. So I kind of thought, like, who better now to be able to help me out here, if at all possible?
2: oh Great, set um, me up for a fall, don't you? But go on, go on.
7: <laughs> um, essentially, what I'm trying to do is surprise my partner with tickets to the Newcastle v Chelsea game in November. Um, and to be honest with you, that's all I know about. it <laughs> Like, <laughs> I, I, I've asked so many people, like, how do I go about getting tickets and. I keep being told okay you have to be a season ticket holder so I googled how to be a season ticket holder and it turns out that uh, tickets I think are sold out for this season Um, and then I was like okay is there like a general on sale here and people are saying oh yeah there is but then you have to think about the TV fixtures or something because the dates might change I don't know all this stuff I was like I really thought this was going to be a lot easier (laughs) yeah
2: unfortunately it isn't and I'll be honest with you Sarah I do get asked this a lot Uh, in particular it's like you know, hey Dave, where do you get your tickets? And the bad news for most people when they're United fans is I get my tickets from my friends who are, as you said, season ticket holders. So (laughs) uh, they're great to know those people. And obviously it's a lot easier probably to know a season ticket holder for man united or liverpool or whatever uh, in ireland than it is a newcastle season ticket holder absolutely
7: but, so and t- the funny thing is i have a friend who actually is a chelsea season ticket holder but i cannot get the tickets off of her because uh, <laughs> if we were to be sitting down there i don't know would he ever forgive me
2: no you de- i've had to watch um uh, a game before in the um opposing fans seats and it is
12: painfulin. I,
2: I, um, know, I <laughs> like you just can't control yourself. It was, a, it was the United Spurs game. It was around Christmas one year, and I just remember like when Radamel Falcao scored, I just, like, I, I couldn't even cheer, and I was like <laughs> bursting. I was like, I'm surrounded by Spurs fans. I can't do it. Okay, so let's talk about Tom for a second. So Tom is your partner. Yeah. Why he Newcastle? Is. Because it's, it's not a, a very common team for Irish lads to support.
7: I honestly don't know like I asked him that as well and he's just a big Alan Shearer fan always has been always okay. will be and I think just since those days he I think he probably can't change his mind either um, because <laughs> he's got so much stick about it so it's kind of more of um, a pride thing now at this stage where he just has to has to stick it out but
2: well like as far if, as I
7: know or according to him, they seem to be doing pretty well. Yeah, I, well, I was going to really say, if,
2: if he holds tight and if he's suffered through years of slagging since the kind of the heydays of Alan Shearer, the Saudis bought uh, yeah. Newcastle and um, in a couple of years time, I think it'll be Newcastle versus, Man- versus Manchester City in terms of just going for the league because the money that is obviously in both clubs is terrifying. I don't think yeah. anybody's going to be able to compete. So tell them well, us I to really... sit tight.
7: I really hope that Newcastle and Man City don't end up playing together because my dad supports Man City, so there will hundred (laughs) percent be trouble there.
2: (laughs) Okay, so how long have you known Tom?
7: Um, Believe it or not, only two years. (laughs)
2: Right. Okay.
7: Yeah, but uh, and him being a Newcastle fan
2: didn't put you off. You weren't just going, "Oh, I can't deal with this fella."
7: (laughs) No, no. You see, he didn't tell me that at the beginning. There, if he had, it would have put me off.
2: (laughs) Okay, so let's get the facts down. You have flights booked. You have accommodation have booked, is that right?
7: I have indeed. So the flights are booked for the 11th, which is the Friday. Um, I'm coming back Sunday and the hotel and everything is booked. But I just, yeah, I have no idea where to, to go from here or what okay. the next step is.
10: Well, the first thing
2: I'll say to you is you're, the people who you've spoken to who told you that the television scenario is a real thing are right. So basically what happens okay. is, unfortunately, television does take precedence. you know, when, when it comes to the, the timing of games. So, yeah. for example... Um, a big game likely will not be on on Saturday at 3 o'clock it'll either be on early Saturday half 12 if the police maybe think there might be some trouble uh, late Saturday which is half 5 or it'll be one of the super Sunday fixtures which would be at 2 o'clock or half 4 or whatever so yeah you're you're right that there is a chance that Newcastle-Chelsea could be quite a big game and people might just go the TV people might go do you know what we'll have that on Sunday at half past 4 everyone will tune in to watch it and you'll be like no, my my, my flight's at six or whatever time you booked your flight for. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that can be... now.
7: The flight is actually late on Sunday. Because, okay, okay. Uh, Yeah, I had had that conversation before booking them, so I said, right, well, I might as well try and get out as late as possible on Sunday if that does happen. Yeah,
2: um, give but, us some sort of chance. But fingers crossed, it won't. Fingers crossed, it won't. Yeah. Okay, so you've yeah. made, you've made, you've done as much as you can, you know, in terms of protecting yourself against the TV times. That's fine. Okay, and you're yes. going to be there Friday, so you have all yeah. Saturday and you'll have all Sunday, hopefully, to get the get the game. Okay, so yeah, you're right. Hunting down somebody with tickets is definitely the best bet. It's not easy, but the yeah. reason for that is is that you can guarantee yourself seats in the right part of the ground. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> it's the most important yeah. thing, um, and then all the other stuff that goes with it, like you'll be able to just you know wander in with all the Newcastle fans and and have all that um, those those kind of experiences and all that. So I suppose that's yeah. like you've done. You're doing the right thing there. There are plenty of ways to get tickets. I mean, I always say to people, the best thing to do is go to a travel agent that does everything. Now, you've already done the flights and accommodations, so you've you kind of, I suppose, I've kind of ruled that out I a little bit. That, uh, yeah, like travel agents, do they,
7: they do packages or something? Yeah, they do, they that. do.
2: Yeah, Now, it's not always, they don't always do every every game, they don't always do every yeah. club, but I would say something like Newcastle, Chelsea, you could probably work it. They obviously mostly will do the clubs that are really popular in Ireland. Um, but look, I think there's definitely ways of getting your hands on tickets. As usual, I will hand things over to the listeners who definitely know more about this than I do. So if you can help Sarah out, 0874100102, we need to get Tom to the Newcastle-Chelsea game, sitting in the Newcastle end. And is this any particular reason? Is this birthday or just like, I just love him and I want him to go? Or
7: um yeah there's a couple of reasons <laughs> um, a birthday no but probably I'll say this will be his Christmas present and there won't okay. be anything else that I would that's fair, that's fair the, <laughs> these, these
2: trips to the UK aren't cheap I did uh, I did six of us for two nights at uh, Manchester United in March and I'm still paying for it now so oh my God. I definitely know how it feels uh, But look, let's see to what get the, a new job yeah, definitely, let's see what the listeners think uh, so if you can help Sarah out Our text line is always the same, 087-4100-102. Text WhatsApp, WhatsApp voice note. Any ideas how to get your hands on Newcastle tickets? I know there are Newcastle fans who listen to the shows. When we talk about them, we always get a text in from a good few of them. So get in touch, guys uh, and girls who are Newcastle fans. Help Sarah out and figure, figure out how we can get herself and Tom into the Newcastle end to go and see them beat Chelsea on the big deer in November 12th you knew I had to do the accent at some point <laughs> yes yeah, great accent oh, <laughs> for, perfect yeah sure absolutely amazing uh, Sarah let's see what happens um, we'll give you a buzz back as soon as we get some concrete information but I can see text coming in already from people who've got suggestions for you alright
7: unbelievable I really appreciate it guys thank you so much not so, so at all
2: Sarah and look thanks for getting in touch and we'll see what we can do alright
7: Alright, thanks so much Talk for having soon. me on, bye.
2: Bye. bye. Talking about weddings and wedding speeches We had Cormac there uh, on to us Cormac Lally for the wedding speech writer To give us some tips and tricks My husband's best man printed his speech for him The night before our wedding Fast forward four months to his own wedding And he read out my husband's speech Just changed the name <laughs> <laughs> That is kind of cruel But also hilarious you know, You've been to a fair few weddings have you Yes, witnessed? in particular this year yeah, Have you witnessed anything?
3: My one of my very best friends was best man for two of our really good friends a couple of years ago. He, they they were like the first couple that got married, and he was the first best man I ever knew. It was such a so big so out deal. of your circle of
2: friends, yeah. First it, was one. Okay. Really yeah. Okay. it was a really big
3: occasion, really big day. And about fifteen minutes before the speech starts, he comes over to me in a flap. He's like, I, "I'm after dropping half of my speech down the jacks." He was oh, in the loo,
7: practicing. decided he was
3: have a moment to practice, and in the urinal, dropped half the speech it was the half of the speech that was all about his relationship with the groom. So the speech was all about how he met the bride, how amazing the bride was, and then he had nothing on about the groom. Guy. He was trying to think from memory and he said, you just got so flustered. So the speech was just like, I love her so much, we're such good friends and nothing about his best <laughs> mate who was, was the groom.
2: Amazing. Uh, lots of your texts coming in. 087-4100-102 uh, Dave, I was best man in twenty eighteen, and twenty minutes before my speech, my grand the grandfather of the bride, who was a very serious man, came up to me at the top table and said he wanted to edit my speech. This obviously put the fear of God into me. I politely declined while also breaking it. He came up to me afterwards and said it was a great speech. That is so mean. Mm-hmm. Like he's already breaking it. Obviously, don't go up and tell him you want to look at and then edit his speech. Uh, Elaine says, if someone isn't comfortable making a speech, then don't force them. I did the father of the bride's speech my dad as he hates public speaking. So I spoke on behalf of the bride's family instead of it being a dad's speech. Everyone was happy, especially my dad, as he sat smiling under no pressure whatsoever. Yeah, tradition's out the window in weddings. Like, yeah, I was at a wedding
3: during the summer, actually, and the bride and groom said the best man and the maid of honour both made speeches. Yeah, And the father of the bride... And then the bride and groom made a speech together where See? they just stood up and they spoke. Now, the groom did most of the talking because the bride was just so excited and was like, oh, good. <laughs> but they, the two of them gave kind of their, their take on their relationship, and it was absolutely gorgeous. See, that's easy. There's
2: lots of options. Just do whatever makes you feel comfortable. Uh, this is a very important day for the people involved. You don't want to be standing there bricking it.
5: The Story.
2: Today FM. What's the story is a part of the show where somebody comes on and tells us a story. If you've got a story for us and you think you could tell us a great story, all you got to do is email Dermot and Dave at todayfm.com. We'll get you on. Uh, there's a new sketch show on RTÉ and on the RTÉ player called uh, No Worries If Not. It's a noisy, fast-paced viral sketch show. The biggest stars of Irish online comedy Michael Fry, Justine Stafford, Emma Doran, Killian Sunderman and Sean Burke. Sean Burke joins us now give us a what's the story sean how are you not too bad how are you good congratulations on no worries if not looks brilliant
12: thanks very much we're all very excited to share it with everyone now at this stage
2: it's a hell of a cast i mean it's everybody that we love watching on the internet has gotten together and made a sketch show
12: i know it's like the irish comedy avengers you know (laughs) uh, (laughs) we've combined our powers um and yeah we're 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 so excited to to like do something legit like we love making our own stuff online but it's nice to do it with the backing of you know rte and we can really explore our ideas properly after writing a sketch normally when i'm doing it you know it be such a quick turnaround mm. it could be a day it could be the same day in some cases whereas it's been a long one here but like it might go through a couple of revisions or just some notes from like james or some of the other writers um and then but usually it was pretty light
5: well, are you sure you're working in television, <laughs> especially especially in RTÉ? I'm, I'm, re- I'm really happy with how it all turned out. I wouldn't change a thing. Um, actually, but look, people know you from your own stuff. It's so good. Uh, one of our favourite ones is the ABC Bank. Do you know what I find most insulting about those ads? The real ones, and I think there was a there was a like a there was a shift in the space time continuum when that piece of music was invented that we hear on all those ads that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, And really you could sell you know you could sell people like coffins samurai swords <laughs> disease but as long as you put that <laughs> yeah hear it cover <laughs> <You love laughs> <listen laughs> music yeah. and coffins it just <laughs> it opened the floodgates for a load of just sort of parasitic ads. But as long as we had that lovely music over we were all too dumb to notice what they were selling us.
12: bri
5: um, me up. Camille, I, I love your football stuff. and uh, I know you worked
2: with uh, the dream team FC stuff, and uh, some of that is just and as a united fan, a lot of times was poking fun at me. <laughs> um, but like do you do you love do you love working in and it's not very narrow the term of football. obviously, it's, it's huge, but at the same time, you know, you need to be kind of topical and aware of things that are going on do you like having that constraint put on you to to create humor out in those situations
12: well when i was doing those like that was helpful in that because it was so topical it's like the idea is created for you you know when there's nothing going on you know you're kind of waiting and relying on inspiration whereas for the dream team stuff like you said for united over the past few years If they had a terrible result, we would just make a sketch about that and then just watch the timeline implode. Like, (laughs) There's nothing quite like angry football fans to give a video some traction. You know, it (laughs) really is like a fuel to the fire. Um, So in that case, it was really good. You know, when there was a busy week, uh, we just, you know, just talked about what was going on. Um, which is nice because sometimes, you know, yourself, you can have like barring periods where you don't have any ideas. But yeah. when like uh, somebody loses 4 0 to Brentford, for hey. example, you we've, know. We've already <laughs> moved
2: on from that. We won four in a row. <laughs> We're three points off top. Come on, Sean. All right. Well, Sean Burke, we need to ask you the question we ask everybody who comes on to do what's the story, which is, Sean, what's the story?
12: Right, uh, so uh, I thought I'd tell you the story of uh, my worst ever stand-up gig, Ooh. if that sounds good yeah, if you, can, if you can even call it that um, This was like five years ago, I'd say So I live in London, and it was in London And uh, I'd just been through a breakup I'd just been dumped quite recently before this And I was like, you know what? I'm going to become the best stand-up comedian ever. <laughs> I'm going to do every gig I can, big or small, I don't care what. I'll show her. So then I booked, <laughs> I booked loads of these gigs. And I booked one called um, The Gong Show, uh, which is in uh, the Comedy Store in London. And if, you know, if you've never heard of The Gong Show, it's known as, I think, the UK's most brutal open mic night. People go there knowing it's going to be rough. And the, the reason it's rough is because... They have a gong on stage, right? And the MC gives out three red cards at the start of each show, okay? And the aim is to last five minutes on stage, Uh, you know, so just be funny for five minutes. But if one of the, so three members of the audience have one of these red cards, as soon as they stop finding you funny, they hold up the red card. Once all three red cards are up, you're gonged off the show. You're literally gonged off the show. The MC (laughs) hits a gong. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Went there, I was in the crowd, full crowd. It was crazy. Before I even went on, there was maybe like 12 or 13 people. One of them was dragged out by security because <laughs> he started a fight with somebody in the front row. It was, And I was like, right, I have to follow this. Anyway, so a few people, you know, it, it had already been pretty crazy. And so I go up to do my bit. And at this stage, you know, I was still working out my comedy style. You know, I was not. Uh, I don't know. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the comedy term for it, I think, yeah. And I used to have this opening joke, which was kind of a Marmite joke. You know, you either loved it or you hated it, right? So I used to start up. I'll tell you the joke first. I would say so I recently developed a pretty serious and debilitating addiction to describing what a water slide is. It's a slippery slope.
5: <laughs> I would like I would love laugh <laughs> yeah. <with> that joke.
12: <laughs> so right, and you're right. So that's how I would start out. But you need people to, you know, pay attention at least for 20 seconds. And so I'll go up to and do that. And there was a bit of a gap between the setup and the punchline. So I went up, did that, and you know, lo and behold, people were listening. And I got to the gap in between the setup and the punchline. And I don't know, I was so confident. I waited for ages. I waited for so long <laughs> that three people held up their red cards <laughs> and didn't even get to the punchline. Of the world's shortest opening. <laughs> <goal>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gonged off straight away. And I was like, my God. And you know what? It actually gets worse. Unbelievably. Because I, I was gonged off. I went back, sat down. This was still the first half of the show i said (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna sneak out at the interval and just get the hell out of here anyway the interval arrives and i'm like right i'm sneaking out i run straight to the back i'm leaving i'm like get me out of here i turn the corner who do i bump into but my ex-girlfriend who had just broken (laughs) She was there. Oh, seen oh, no. the whole
2: thing. Oh, no. I'll show her, he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
5: Show her how badly I'm doing in
2: person, oh, We're glad you got oh. on to bigger and better things, Yeah, John. I'm
5: glad you handled it so well. Like that, that could send somebody down the wrong direction for the rest of their life. I mean, you could fast forward to you in like 40 years, sitting against the wall in the street with a, a bottle in a brown paper bag, <laughs> shouting at anyone who walked by, I had a punch, night. <laughs> They never let me say the punchline. It's a slippery slope. (laughs) Yes, children, it is. That could
2: be you. Look. (laughs) Sean Berg, best luck with. uh... No worries if not. We can't wait to watch it. Congratulations. And thanks for doing What's the Story? Brilliant. Thanks so much, guys. What's
1: the story? Today FM.
2: Our Sean is very excited about the fact that. Mr. Garth Brooks has been in Ireland done three of his shows He's about to do show four and five But are we about to speak to the man Who's responsible for bringing Garth to Ireland I think it is His name is Paul Quinn from Virgin Media News And Paul Quinn was the journalist last year Who broke the story That Garth was coming back to Ireland Paul joins us now on the line Hello Paul you're all very
0: welcome <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I thanked you so many times the other night Paul. I, know, yeah. I, I sat beside Paul at the gig the other night And I'm embarrassed now
8: <laughs> So Dublin City Council there was, no, on, there was no sitting, you were up on, on your <laughs> He was the dancing
2: the <laughs> whole time We saw the videos So Paul, yeah, so you broke the story that the coming back But then the Dublin City Councilors were kind of like Five nights, we didn't agree to that And then all the public went You bloody better, and then he went Okay, is that kind of how you remember it happening? Yeah, look, we
8: obviously kind of got wind that plans were underway to bring Gareth back, and my boss, Mick McCaffrey, called me into the newsroom, and he's like, "Look, this is what we're hearing, and we want you to kind of firm up the story, and we're going to run with it." So that's what we did, and we were, you know, we had our sources, we knew this was happening, and yeah, at the time, a lot of the Dublin City Councils, some of them, were coming out saying, "No, no, we're only going to do three. but the fact you see Aiken, the promoters, they had all their their ducks in a row this time around and they had put in the applications for the licenses for the five nights
9: so yeah
2: there was no stopping it well let's have a quick listen because the documentary is going to come on uh, it's tonight at 9 o'clock Virgin Media 1 and Virgin Media Player of course you can watch it as well but have a listen to the kind of stuff that's going to feature in this
13: you're in awe for just a second you know taking this in I'm here I thought he was a kid
11: and I thought he looked like John
13: Wayne he was cleaning
12: churches and selling boots it's just like magic upon magic. He had the audience in
2: the palm of his hand until they slammed the door in his face.
11: I just did not know
2: until I went
11: how big a deal
2: it was. Paul the drama of all this. I, I mean did, all did, all did all you go did, did you go and track these people down in Nashville? No.
8: I had a really tough job back in April where we travelled to Baton Rouge in Louisiana and obviously one of his biggest hits is Colin Baton Rouge and he was performing there as part of this tour that is ending now in Dublin. hundred and four thousand people screaming calling Baton Rouge to him. We were there that night and they actually recorded uh, earthquake activity the night that he played. Oh my like, god. Officially, officially officially there was like seismic activity uh, recorded. Then we flew to Nashville. Yeah, and we arranged, we met up with some of the songwriters that co-wrote, like, the biggest hits, The Tomorrow Never Comes, which was his first number one, you know, Unanswered Prayers, The Thunder Rolls, and just, they're such regular, normal people. Um, Pat Alger, Kent Blasey, they had us over to their houses, just sitting down, talking about what it was like to meet Garth back in, you know, the 80s, the early 90s. The whole process about, like, songwriting, and, you know, at the time, they didn't expect these to be massive number one hit that the whole of Crow Park would be singing back to Garbrook. You know, <laughs> five each nights and in every a row. Night this performance. Yeah, and it was a really interesting as well. We were flying back from Baton Rouge to Nashville and we got on the plane and we didn't realise it wasn't a signed seat and it was Southwest or something. It was myself and my producer Dave Tiernan and our camera operator Ronan McIntyre on the trip. So we just like there was only a couple of seats left, but Dave sat in on this seat there was a guy beside him with like a Garbrook's t-shirt, and you know the typical Irish. Oh, were you at the concert yeah. last night as well? And you know, and so he's like, yeah, I was. And he's like, oh, did you have good seats or whatever? And he's like, yeah, I had a great seat because I was on the stage. <laughs> so turns out it was his guitar player, who's won two Grammys for songs that he's written for Eric Clapton in the past. Wow. And he was just the nicest guy, Gordon Kennedy. He invited us over to his house, his studio and just sat down and had a chat about it all as well. So it was just, yeah, it was an amazing trip. And I think in the documentary tonight, you you'll kind of see that they're very genuine people that Garth has worked with in the past, and they kind of just tell the story of, like, you know, how he became so su- successful and, and how it all came
2: about. Yeah, I don't think I need to convince the Sean Reedies of this world to tune in <laughs> to the documentary tonight, Paul. But what about those of us who maybe have no intention of going to see Garth? I don't really understand the whole ferrari around a, a country singer coming to Ireland to play some shows. But, uh, I mean, the documentary, I presume, will cover all of the difficulties that Garth also yeah, had, the Chris course. Gaines thing. And, I mean, I personally I really like Chris Gaines, but maybe a little bit more than Garth Brooks. Maybe that's what says a lot more yeah, about me than it, Garth.
8: It, it's funny, Gordon Kennedy, as I mentioned in there, he wrote an awful lot of the songs on the Chris Gaines album. So he talks about that as well. And I suppose, you know, that's, really divided opinion uh, as well but look if you love him you love him whatever it is I think the documentary looks at why he's so successful because apart from the 400,000 people that will be going to these five shows there will be people at home going what is the big deal about this fella I just don't get it and maybe the documentary kind of looks at why Everyone loves them so much. And, you know, we talked to fans in Baton Rouge as well. And I have to say, actually, there was more Stetsons and cowboy boots in Dublin <laughs> than we actually found in Baton Rouge in Louisiana.
2: <laughs> Brilliant. And we
8: were, like, looking for all the cowboys, and there was actually more of them outside Croft Park <laughs> over the weekend. So Amazing. That was kind of
2: as well. Okay, Paul Quinn, thank you so much. Tonight, Virgin Media 1, 9 o'clock, you will find the Garth Brooks documentary called Garth Brooks Coming Home. And if you miss it tonight, you can catch it on the Virgin Media Player. Paul, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. All right. See you later. Bye-bye.
5: Dave's world. Yeah. Dave's world. If we don't <laughs> let him do it, he gets ratty. Bad jokes edition. Okay, starting off
2: with a joke from Jimbo. Jimbo says, what do you call a detective who only solves cases by accident? Sheer luck Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sheer <luck.
9: laughs> Yes.
2: That's what you call punny. Uh, uh, Pony, you, you know? have a sister called Serena. I do. This is a girl called Serene. Serene is three years old okay. and her delivery is fire. Check this out. Hi,
5: my name is Serene and I'm three. And two fish in the tank. One says the other. How do you drive this thing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> the two fish in the tank, oh, yeah. Very clever, like. very clever. Serene, very good, Serena. Well you, done. Thank you. Carmel says I went to the doctor's this morning with a suspicious looking mole. He said, they all looked like that. I should have left it in your garden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Holly says, Velcro, what a ripoff. <laughs> Derek says, I recently got a new job as a waiter. The hours are long and the pay is not great, but puts food on the table.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. It's
2: good. Sinead says at an airport, one of my friends suggested we disguise ourselves as luggage. I said, Whoa, let's not get carried away.
0: <laughs> Your laugh is amazing.
2: <laughs> okay, this is one of these conversations right between two people. So okay. for, it's from Aiden. Sure. It's a bouncer. Bouncer says, I'm gonna to have to ask you to leave. Aiden. Why? Bouncer, because this is my trampoline and I don't know who you are. <laughs> Oh, I get it Thank you. <laughs> So good There's another old Trampoline joke That Davis sent in But we'll do it again Because it's always funny He says I replaced our bed With the trampoline Didn't tell my wife She hit the roof <laughs> <laughs> So good Paddy himself Said a joke About someone called Paddy He says Paddy ran into the pub Shouting Mick Mick Someone's after Stealing your car Mick says Did you see who it was Paddy No But I got the registration <laughs> 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 oh my god. Paul says, don't talk to me about stealing clothes on the washing lines. Been there, done that, got the t shirt. <laughs> don't take people's washing. I don't think I can tell this joke to Pamela. I think she's actually going to have a fit when I tell her this joke. Okay, okay Pam, take your breath. Okay. Oh, tears run down my face. So. Ian says, did you hear that you can't get hot drinks in the Gwail Talk anymore? Apparently there's a ban on tea. <laughs> Uh, yes Valentin, Valentin, Valentin Mohan Kali, ah. Mohan Derek says Mahan. my local cinema started checking people's bags For outside food I'm cool though, i got a few twicks up my sleeves <laughs> <laughs> That way, you're so happy
0: <laughs> Oh, I needed this today now
2: And Jeff says <laughs> A poet and good friend of mine Wrote limericks that never would rhyme For try as he might They'd start off just right and then you'd get a bit overconfident and just try and cram far too many
5: words (laughs) into the last line.
2: (laughs) Sarah. Sarah was on the phone to us earlier on in the show and she was looking to surprise her partner Tom with a wonderful experience which is going to see Newcastle play Chelsea. Sarah joins us now on the line. Hi Sarah.
6: Hi, how are you?
2: Good. So we had lots of suggestions in. We had Newcastle fan club suggestions. We had... Ditching your flights and accommodation previously booked And talking to travel agents and all manner of things But maybe we have a solution that's better than anything Which is this man I'm going to introduce you to now is called Leon Blanche from BoilSports.com. How are you, Leon? Good morning, Dave. How are you, buddy? Good, good. Good to talk to you Do you think you might have a little solution
13: for our Sarah here?
11: Yeah, look, I think we might be able to help Sarah out Um, We're at Boyle Sports an official partner of Newcastle United Football Club and what we're going to do is we're going to offer Sarah two match tickets for Newcastle against Chelsea. There you go, Sarah! Oh,
9: my God! <laughs> How
11: about that?
6: Oh, my God! Leon, Thank you yeah. so much. No. It's unbelievable. No, I no can't believe it. No problem
2: at all, Sarah. Is your partner, is he a Newcastle fan? Oh, Jesus, yeah, one of the biggest, I'd say. He bleeds <laughs> black and white, in fairness <laughs>
13: I'll tell you, they're going extremely well at the moment under Eddie Howe. He's done a magnificent job since he's taken over, and of course, Graham Potter will be in charge of Chelsea for that game. Uh,
7: it's all I'm hearing about. I wouldn't have a clue, but it's all I'm hearing <laughs> about, so
2: I'll take <laughs> you for it first. Uh, Leon, thank you so much. That is an amazing thing to do for Sarah and for Tom. And Sarah, you came to the right people, Dermot and Dave at todayfm.com. If you ever have a little dilemma like Sarah does, come and talk to us we can't guarantee we'll solve everything but with friends like Leon and the lads of boys sports who knows Leon thanks a mil all
9: the
7: Thank best you so, so
2: much. see you later Sarah there
5: you go
7: oh my god honestly thank you so much i was not expecting that i'm shaking here like you swear
5: i was the biggest fan here
2: now <laughs> well there you go no leon and the lads will definitely look after you and go and enjoy the game now you can keep your hotels and your accommodation and everything sorted and add the match tickets to the present as well for tom
7: wow unreal thank you so much honestly. Our, thank you thank no you. worries
2: sir thanks a million <laughs> see you bye, bye 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 Bye. Bye. so there you go yeah just get in touch like Sarah did uh, in fact Sarah DM'd me on Instagram but there's lots of ways to get in touch you don't have to just do that if you want to do that it's at Dave Today FM but if you want to email us anytime day or night Dermot and Dave at todayfm.com And maybe you've got something you want to say, something you want a bit of help with, a bit of advice on. Don't worry, we won't give you advice. We're idiots, but we get it from the people who can give you advice. 087 4100 102 or Dermot and Dave at todayfm.com. Sean's here, here he's here, but he's only here in in spirit. He's not really here. I'm here physically, (laughs) I'm not here mentally. No, here's what's happening, ladies and gentlemen Sean has been caught up rather worryingly. in the coverage of Her Majesty and her funeral and everything that surrounds the royal family at the moment. And uh, frankly, as a show, it's been quite difficult to get anything done <laughs> because what Sean has in front of him all the time are a number of screens. We've got yeah. televisions in the studio that display our logo. Yeah. The Dermot and Dave show, and it's on, and it, you a, you're, kind it just inspires you, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 you are like pumped. Yeah, I'm here, I'm here, this is our show, this is our time, this is it. No, they're all turned off, and there's 24-hour rolling coverage on all of the channels. He's got a monitor in front of him, a laptop, his iPad, and a phone. So that's, I'm counting five screens, and each of them is covering a different 24-hour rolling news service. Sean, I didn't realize you were such a royalist. Oh, okay, hold on a second though. Let's just put this out there before the we Claire talk about this. The Clareman needs to defend himself.
0: I am a very proud Irish Republican. True, true. I one day hope to see a 32-county republic, okay? <laughs> of Michael Collins, All you know... This is nothing to do with... I don't want us to join the Commonwealth. No, I'm aware sure. it's the British no, Royals. No, no one's saying
2: that. Now that you're saying it, it sounds like you're protesting okay, too d- much
0: fun. D- Dave, d- d- give it five minutes. I'll be cascaded on the text okay, line. Okay, okay, okay. Right. Um, r- I've just have an obsession with this rolling coverage of uh, Her Majesty the Queen's uh, sad death after uh, 96 years, 70-year uh, reign but it's just the way the the british media are covering it i yeah. find myself spending so much time engrossed by this i don't know what to call it so like on saturday morning i got or sunday morning i got up right and i um, i went for a run i came back from my run i made some breakfast and i was found myself i sat down while i was eating breakfast mm-hmm. i have an apartment so the the sitting room uh, kitchen are on, yeah. onto one right So I put on Sky News to see what was happening and uh, uh, the Queen's coffin was leaving Balmoral Castle where she passed away last uh, Thursday. Thursday, yeah. And um, so it was making the six-hour round journey to Scotland. So it was going at 40 kilometres an hour and driving through all these Scottish towns and villages. But Sky News, (laughs) they have hired a helicopter that just follows her car around everywhere, right? (laughs) On Saturday morning, on Sunday morning, and please tell me 087 1 or 2. I'm not the only person. I oh, there's, spent,
2: ar- there's already texting in Sean saying, I'm the same as you. I'm obsessed. <laughs> I haven't slept. I spent
0: three hours the other morning just sitting there watching the car drive around. And it's really like the, Sky, the people at Sky, they don't say anything. They're no. like, them. we're now passing through Aberystwyth. <laughs> and I'm sure the Queen would have loved it here.
2: That's, a, that's actually more impressive than the things they are right? saying.
0: And it's so impressive, but they're, they're getting to the stage now where they're like clutching at straws, right? they run so out of things to say. They've run out of things to say. And look, I feel bad for the royal commentators who are on British television the last couple of days. They've resorted to saying all sorts. Here's what I heard them talking about the other day when they were talking about the Queen's sketch with Paddington recently.
5: And can I just add something about the Paddington Bear sketch that we've all seen? We should remember
11: that she acted that in empty space, yes. there wasn't a real Paddington there. It looked like it. She acted out um, what she would say to
5: Paddington, and then the CGI experts went in and uh, animated a, a Paddington image for her.
0: Look, you don't say. The real
2: Paddington wasn't there. <laughs> there isn't a talking bear from Peru with a marmalade sandwich under his red hat.
0: But then, Dave, right? It took a uh, took a step up yesterday because the Sky Helicopter. It came to this Ireland. It came to the Ireland of Ireland because His Majesty, which I also think sounds like a fake title, His Majesty... King Charles. King Charles, His Majesty was in Hillsborough and in Northern Ireland yesterday and the Sky Helicopter came and they had cameras all over the place, and then yesterday he did that thing that so many of us do when we're signing letters. Oh, what date is it? What date is it? But he got the date wrong and had a complete and utter meltdown. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's quite hard to understand but what he was basically was saying was is today the 12th that someone said 13th sir and he went uh it's the 12th and then the pen was handed to Camilla yeah and it leaked because it's like a fountain pen <laughs> yeah, just... it leaked all over her and he was like it does it every stinking time yeah
0: they just are having meltdowns so look as i say come on ireland come on you boys in green we love ireland but will someone please empathize with me that you've been sucked into this twenty four hour news coverage and does anyone else notice the sky helicopter? It just drives over the car all the time. <laughs> and if you do, how good is the angles
2: that they have? Well, this is gonna say, Sean, you can say that you want someone to kinda of come on and say that like they're also like you, but I think you're secretly really enjoying it. Like it's They're enjoying it's, the news coverage That's what I mean Rolling news the, the,
0: the Rolling news coverage like It's something a, I get from my dad Myself and my dad Love rolling news
2: coverage Right It's so
0: sad that it's always Like bad news Okay
2: Yeah they don't really do Rolling good news coverage <laughs> yeah, but yeah Yeah Okay Oh anyway, eight seven four one hundred one zero two. 4100 Drop us a text Or a whatsapp Or a whatsapp voice note Let us know if you are also Like Sean Engrossed In the rolling news coverage Of the funeral of the queen uh, Let us know 87 102 Okay So here's the thing we're talking about Sean and the fact that Sean has been lost to the coverage of the journey of uh, Her Royal Majesty from Scotland to London. But Sean, you are definitely not alone. Okay, so listen okay, to this. good. Uh, Sean, I got home yesterday and was wrecked. I spent three hours watching the coffin being loaded onto a plane, <laughs> waited for it to land and, and go to Buckingham Palace. What is wrong with me, Shane? And yes, the helicopter shots are brilliant, he says. Oh, Sean, I'm helicopter. also obsessed with Kieran and Mayo. I followed the cortege from Balmoral and scrolled Google Maps to follow it on my phone. <laughs> Did you see the tractors? The commentators kept going on about them too. <laughs> uh, Anna Limerick says I was also watching Sky News yesterday. Sean, I tracked the flights on <laughs> flight radar. <laughs> no, I'm not that upset. <laughs> uh, although Sean was kind of giving us a rundown of the blow-by-blow descriptions that these Sky News people are doing, of course, on the 24-hour coverage they have to Would say Would you like things. me to do it again? Well, just give us the Aberswift one again, yeah. <clears throat> And we're now passing through um, Aberystwyth. Okay, so the problem with that is, is that Katrina's been on to make a point.
7: Hi, guys. Just a quick note this morning Aberystwyth is actually in Wales, <laughs> not in <laughs> Scotland. But I love the coverage. Talk to you soon. Bye. So maybe that's why Sorry, it took
2: guys, six Brad. hours to drive through Scotland because <laughs> they went via Wales. Uh has been on as well. Sean,
7: also in the coverage of the, the funeral and everything. A helicopter literally just flew over my house. But I think it's to collect the excitement of Garpuck's being in Jingle oh, yesterday. So Maybe that helicopter is collecting garth, bringing them back for the gigs in Crow Park.
2: <laughs> Everyone else is just saying they're obsessed. Someone actually has a quote from one of the Sky News coverage that says the clatter of the blades as they turn until they reach their complete <laughs> stop <laughs> top notch commentary from Sky News about the plane carrying the Queen's coffin I live for this kind of stuff you're definitely not alone Sean so yeah. you have nothing to worry about well, you're look, absolutely
0: to, fine to the person that says anyone who's following or upset over the Queen's death can't call themselves Irish I'm, I'm very much Irish have an Irish passport and uh, it's <laughs> don't, called don't it's defend called, yourself Sean it's called watching television
2: it is called watching television and you can watch whatever the hell you want and stop judging people's politics now no, put
0: on your black and tan (laughs)
2: Well, you mean our next guest. He has done something so few people have done before. He's walked in space. He's also been in a Disney film, talking to Buzz Lightyear. But guess what? He's never been to Dublin. It's all about to change because he is coming to Dublin. He is Tim Peake. He's playing the Borgosh Energy Theatre with his My Journey to Space show. Tickets available now from BorgoschEnergyTheatre.ie. And he's on the line right now. Tim P, good morning. I'm good, thanks, Dave. How are you? I'm great. I really am. And delighted to talk to you. Thanks so much for doing this. Oh, no, it's a pleasure.
1: Delighted to talk to you too.
2: Great. So you're coming to Dublin, something you've not done. I mean, you've been to space, but you've never been to Dublin.
1: I haven't. I am really looking forward to
2: it. <laughs> um, possibly you'll meet more aliens here than you did when you were running around <laughs> space and stuff. But, um, but look, people are going to be really excited to go and hear you speak about this because... It is such a limited number of people who've ever managed to do the thing that you have managed to do. And as a human race, it is obviously the most incredible thing that we've ever done is to leave our planet. Um, Sitting here now, thinking about, you know, the the conversation you'll have on the night in Dublin in the Borgosh Energy Theatre, does it give you a chance to reflect on the magnitude of what it is you've achieved?
1: It, it does. I mean, I am hope to try and kind of put that across to the audience. Um, uh, spending six months in space gives you that time to really absorb your situation and to be able to process what it is you're doing and looking down on planet Earth. And, and it's quite an amazing experience. It's a very privileged position to be in. And so hopefully the, the show kind of gives the audience that similar experience, takes you on an orbit of Earth, shows you what we're doing, talks about spacewalking and how we train for space and what we're doing in the future as well.
2: Well, I think that's very important what you mentioned there is, you know, the, the training for space. This is a limited number of people who've managed to do this. And the reason for that is because, you know, you guys need to be extraordinary human beings to do this. And there's a lot of responsibility and a lot of preparation. And we can only build a space station have it orbit the earth and then send humans up and down to it in rockets because of the preparation of a lot of people and it's the the few of you guys who get to actually spend time there but the team and the effort that's required to get you up to the iss and have the iss function as it is is just phenomenal
1: it is phenomenal and and it's an amazing team and it's not just one nation of course it's international countries Um, we have 22 member states just in europe who are part of this, as well as NASA, as well as Russia, as well as Japan and Canada, uh, all working together to make this possible. And that amazing team uh, is essential to keeping us safe in space and preparing us for that that mission. And every day we rely on them to be able to operate and help us out on board the space station.
2: Yeah, and your day to day thing, without giving too much away, because we want people to go obviously and see your your uh, your big event in the Borgosh Energy Theater. But just on a day to day basis, I mean, would every day be the the same on the ISS or is every day different but I mean do you wake at the same time and have the same breakfast routine I, I'm asking this because I'm a man who loves a routine I'm just interested to see if it if it applies
1: in space as well. But it's funny because on the one hand we do have a, quite a structured routine and that's on purpose it helps I mean everyone having gone through lockdown will understand when you're in a confined environment actually structure and routine is the one thing that kind of helps, helps you it helps you eat correctly at the right time it helps you exercise it gives you the downtime you need to switch off but whilst the routine is there every single day what we do in our working hours is always different mm. we're touching different experiments every day we might be using the robotic arm to grab a visiting cargo vehicle and unpacking it uh, or we might be preparing for a spacewalk. Um, you know there's all sorts of things we're doing on the space station maintaining it repairing it science probably takes up at about 60 percent of our, our time uh, but the other thing Forty percent is very, very varied. So it's it's a fascinating place to live and
2: work. I can imagine, uh, and literally I can only imagine because I'll never get to do it, but you also did a spacewalk. I mean, that is just... It has to be one of the most incredible things that a human being can do is to... I mean, although you're protected in a suit, but to literally get outside of a space station and walk around. I I just... I, I can't imagine the the feelings, whatever about the technicality of everything you're doing, but the the emotions you would feel doing that.
1: It is. It it is unbelievable. When you first get on board the space station, one of the places you go to is the cupola window straight away because it gives you the most amazing views of Earth. Uh, But you still feel fairly protected inside the space station, this kind of sanctuary in space. And it's it's very easy to just get on with your normal routine and working day. But when you go to the airlock, when you put on a spacesuit and you drop down that hatch... Uh, it's unreal. I mean, it's a very surreal experience, and you've just got this thin visor, and that's it. You're floating in space. You feel very, very exposed. But at the same time, it feels magical. It's a very serene, it's quite a peaceful, tranquil feeling, actually, being outside on a spacewalk and being able to look at the whole universe all around you. And since
2: coming back and, you know, living. I doubt a normal life as most of us would would, uh, would kind of ca- categorize it. But living here on Earth with the rest of us who've never been to space, you know, do you find yourself longing for that opportunity again? Is it something that you'd like to pursue again? Or is that a chapter that you've done? You're happy with that amazing achievement and you can kind of close that book.
1: Well, I'm certainly happy with what I've done, uh, but I would always love another mission. I don't think there's any astronaut who wouldn't love another mission. And at the moment, my class of ESA astronauts are going through their second missions at the moment. And we've got these new Artemis missions coming up as well, returning to the moon, this time to stay. So there is a really exciting period of space exploration coming up. Uh, Whether or not I'm going to get another mission or not, I don't know. But uh, I certainly have got my hand high in the air for one of these Artemis missions.
2: Well, let's talk about that because that is quite an exciting uh, prospect. A A return to the moon seems long overdue. It was something that we achieved so impressively in the 60s, but haven't been back since the 70s. Um, with it going back and as you said staying there what, what do you think will be the difference this time around and what do we hope to achieve
1: Yes, well, what we're going to achieve is is a permanent presence, and that there's a reason why it's been 50 years since Apollo 17, um, and that's because you can't run a space station program, you know, which needed a space shuttle to build it, to operate and manage the ISS for over 20 years. Um, you can't do that and run a deep space exploration program at the same time. There just aren't the budgets or resources available. Um, when NASA did the Apollo missions, they were using nearly 5% of USG, GDP to yeah. Now, space budgets these days, even NASA's budget is only 0.5%, not even that. And, and the rest of the world's budgets are another order of magnitude lower. So what we're doing is handing over low Earth orbit to commercial companies and pooling all of our resources in terms of national space agencies so we can go back to the moon. I think it is going to be extremely significant when we start seeing um, you know, those those astronauts going back to the moon and we start getting the images with today's technology, yeah. with the kind of cameras that we'll have, uh, the kind of low latency that we'll have. We'll be able to watch this live, of course, like they did in the 60s, but in you know amazing uh, full colour with, with high-resolution cameras. It's going to be spectacular and this is just a stepping stone to the next decade which is going on to Mars Um, and I think it will be very profound for a number of people to be able to watch this
2: Yeah, well look, I mean You're in the middle of all of this, uh, having been in space and hopefully getting back up on an Artemis mission. Uh, We were recently talking to a girl called Mary O'Donnell, who's from Limerick here in Ireland. And she heard us when she was about 17 years old talking to Nora Patton, who is um, known as Space Nora to most of our listeners, who is somebody who is on her way to hopefully becoming the first Irish woman in space. Um, But Mary was so inspired by... Our conversation that we had with Nora on the radio at the time that she went and has focused her studies on uh, achieving the same goal and becoming uh, a woman in space. And she is now studying aeronautics in America. She's done work problems with Boeing and she's uh, a woman in STEM, obviously. And we actually asked her, we told her you were coming on and asked her, did she have a question for you? So if it's OK with you, I'll play you this question that Mary sent in to us and see if you can give her an answer.
7: Hi Tim, Mary here. It's an absolute honour to be able to send you this message. Um, I've read your book and I've been so inspired by every single word. I just want to know, what has been your biggest challenge over your whole career?
1: Uh, that's a great question, Mary. Um, and thank you for asking. I, I think, um, I mean, that's a that's a big question. And I think the, the the greatest challenge over my whole career has really been having the confidence to do what I am being passionate about and what I thought has been the right thing. Many times throughout my career, there have been other choices, other routes, which perhaps my head was saying, well, if you want to get promoted more quickly, that would be better for your career to go down that way. Uh, Or people trying to advise me into different directions. But um, there are a couple of times where I I had to put that advice to one side and I had to just do what I was passionate about.
2: What a brilliant answer. Absolutely love it. Um, Just before we let you go, Tim, we can't do that without talking about Lightyear, uh, which, of course, is the amazing Disney Pixar movie about Buzz uh, Lightyear. And you got a chance to voice a character on that. How was that?
1: Uh, what a fun experience uh, Yes yeah, so It's not every day You get a call from Disney And Pixar To, to come and do a cameo <laughs> role But they're an amazing team They're a huge amount of fun And of course They, they just produce Amazing video, uh, movies and videos So so to actually be part of that team For a short period of time Was was wonderful I loved every minute of it
2: That's absolutely brilliant Well Tim Peake We look forward to seeing you In the Borgosh Energy Theatre From my journey to space Tickets available now BorgoshEnergyTheatre.ie Tim thank you so much For talking to us today
1: Thank you very much, and I can't wait to get to Dublin. We will
2: see you then. Thanks a million. Bye-bye. Spice Girls, who do you think you are? Dermot and Dave on Today FM. I'm starting to really think who I am because uh, Sean's right. He's put on the coverage over his shoulder here. I'm not interested in the Royals. I haven't watched a single second of this thing. But now I'm watching graphics where they're showing the angles at which people will walk to get to <laughs> West, Westminster Hall. Is that what it is, Sean? Westminster Hall, yeah, is uh, where the
0: uh, coffin will be laid.
2: Where the Queen will lie in state, as okay. they say. And then they went into Westminster Hall in a 3D graphic, lifted the roof off it. <laughs> And showed you in graphics. And the graphics are all in gold, shimmering gold. Yeah. And then I did think I had seen the man with the best name in the world. Because you know the way when they get, like, someone on the screen uh, that's covering, they give you their name? Like Lord. Or whoever, you know, like John Brown, whoever yeah. it is, whatever. But the guy's name was Wellington Barracks. I was like, oh my God, what? And then I realised, no, that's the name of the place. He's it's it's Dominic, it's Dominic Waghorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Wellington Barracks, although I do think somebody should write a sitcom with a character called Wellington Barracks as soon as it's humanly possible.
5: Say stuff That's the music. Say stuff that the music. Say stuff that
2: Colin does what it says in the tin this bit of the show it's say stuff that suits the music where I, Dave play pieces of music for Dermot over there and he hasn't heard them before and he has to say stuff off the top of his head he thinks suits those pieces of music Okay, let's do this
5: Alright, here we go Tom Cruise is back in another Mission Impossible this time He's attempting to walk the opposite way in Ikea. No! Don't do it! You're crazy! You'll never find your way back! I can do this. I, I, I've got to get to the bedding section. All the arrows are going the other way, pal. You never make it. I did it! Oh, my God. I forgot the light bulbs. No! Love the vitamins. How we have fixed for vitamins. Yes, everyone's getting a pep in their step with new Synatogen vitamin style. Take 80 tablets an hour and you'll feel extra energy with now with riboflavin and vitamin B12 to 20. Love the vitamins. We love the vitamins. Now, 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 now. Must be taken up you know where. Hey, how you doing? I'm here to warn you about the dangers of using toilets in rural petrol stations. You pull up in your car, you're bursting to go. You ask the guy for the key, he gives you the key, but it's attached to an anvil. There's 10 tons in weight. Then you go into the toilet, it's filthy dirty. It's so disgusting, you don't want to sit down on a boat, don't want to touch the door, the wall, the handle, or nothing. Petrol station toilets, they're dirtier than those crooks up in Lentz the house. Oh, I, I ought to get out of here. <laughs> Come on, Harry, the time is time! The time is running out on the on the clock. You've got to get inside that Turkish sarcophagus. And get the money out. Come on! Your family wants you to win! Come on, come on, get out of the sarcophagus! Gun! Oh! He's doing it, he's found the skeleton! He's pulled out the sword! now run back to the door! Press the button, open it! Yes! That's all from this week's episode of Really, really weird Middle Eastern game show Family adventure thing. Lady Bird, Lady Bird You are kind of pretty on my hand But when you look at you up close You're still a disgusting Red (laughs) You're getting away with murder (laughs) (laughs) Murder Dave's world Dave's world If we don't let him do it He gets ratty Okay so most people in the
4: world
2: Are right handed or left handed Some people are ambidextrous Mm -hmm. Yes I love that word It's one of my favourite
0: words in the world Ambidextrous There you go Don't know how to spell it but
2: But do you know you have something called Ocular dominance Which in other words means You're either right eyed or left eyed Now for someone like me this is not news because I have a left eye that basically doesn't work mm. so oh, you yeah. have this lazy eye thing when I was a kid I've got about 20% of it. it's basically the way I describe it to people is you know your peripheral vision so if you yeah. look straight ahead and put your hand out mm-hmm. to the right or left of you you can see your hand you know it's a hand but it's obviously totally out of focus yeah. Yeah. that's what my left eye looks like all the time if I right. close my right eye so it's not, no issue for me I'm right eye dominant I'm right eyed no issues whatsoever. Okay. But maybe you're not because it's not quite as star- stark a statistic as right-handed, left-handed people. So there are obviously a lot a lot of right-handed people in the world, but less so when it comes to your eyes. Right? So here's what you do to find out whether your ocular dominance is right or left. Are you right or left-eyed? Extend your arms in front of you with your palms facing away. Okay. Then you're going to make a little hole so you kind of stick like you know if you're doing Shooter McGavin like your your, your, your guns right yeah. so you've got your thumb and your forefinger yeah. bring them in together and kind of cross them until there's a little hole okay okay a little now, not. I suppose like the size of a one like, cent coin two cent big? coin you're way too big Sean okay, like narrow it down now okay. why
0: can't I do
2: this <laughs> just keep moving your hands until you get a little a very tiny hole awkwardly shaped hands okay. now we're in a studio so we're limited in the amount of space we have you're supposed to look at something about 15 to 20 feet away so, Sean, I'd say this corner for you, Emer. you might struggle with maybe something on in this corner eye, here. I'm my turn. Okay, turn. So, look at some small objects through that with both eyes open. So, focus on the object you can see through the small hole at the end of your hands. Mm-hmm. Then close one eye and then the other. When you close one eye, the object will be stationary. And when you close the other eye, the object will disappear from the hole because it's moved. And the object that when the object doesn't disappear, that's your dominant well- eye.
0: I've
2: left eye. There you I'm go. Right-eyed. I'm left eye. I'm left So you're left eye. Left eye from that TLC. Just you know, one more time. And Emer, you're right eye. I'm
3: right eyed I also cannot close one of my eyes on command with any ease at all. <laughs> really? Re- I really struggle. Yeah. Like I can't turn around now and go, "Sorry, Dave," I actually can't close one eye on its own.
0: I was, I was, that, with the, wake, I I was that with the right eye. I'm left
3: eye.
2: So Sean is left eyed Emmer is right eyed I'm right eyed because I said my left eye doesn't work. How, how did you get on? Let us know on 087 4100 102 And when will you use you? Because you obviously don't know this unless you're like me. When you'll use it is when you do things like use a microscope or look through a camera lens or if you're aiming at a target. So Sean, if you were aiming at a target with say an archery and you're like pulling back or something like that (laughs) whereas, you know, I would definitely close my left eye pull back with my right you would close your right eye and use your left eye.
3: You know? Maybe that's why when I tried to do archery that one time in a camp and and I couldn't do it. Definitely no other reasons whatsoever. <laughs> I was using the wrong no, eye. That's exactly what it was. Oh, makes now, sense.
2: interestingly, we don't have time for a test on this, and I just don't know what the test is. I'll give you one little thing. You can also be left eared or right eared. Oh, I
0: really want to take this test. Mm. Now,
2: okay, but the test is pretty, it's not even a test, it's just an indication. Most people who are right handed have their phones in their right pockets. So you reach in with your right hand and you bring it up to your right ear. Yes. So if you find yourself bringing it out of your right hand pocket, switching and going to your left ear, that would be because you are left eared, and some a lot more people are left eared than are right handed. So there is a, there is a, 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 a sizable amount of people who go out of their right hand pocket, switch over.
0: I'm left eared. I think
3: I'm actually left eared. So
2: Emer's right eye, left eared. Sean is left eye, left eared. Well, I'm right hand right foot. Right hand right foot. Emer, right hand right foot. I don't know about my feet. You've never tried to kick a ball. You did. Did he keep you up? Easy? Yeah, you were, yeah. You were right. Okay. You were right. You <laughs> yeah. sure?
0: Okay. I don't know. Uh,
3: I'm just lucky to be able to keep put one foot in front of the, <laughs> front of the other most of the time. To you, she got
2: more of the call though <laughs> that day. Which that's is funny. All that, matters. Yeah, that is all that matters. Uh, let us know. Are you right eyed, left eyed, right eared, left eared, right nostril, left nostril. Maybe there's a test for that. I don't know. God, people are finding out an awful lot about themselves, about their, whether they're right-eared, left-eared, right-eyed, left-eyed. Uh, right-eyed, I can also only wink with my right eye. Is that why? Um, possibly so. Yeah, your right eye is your dominant one. I'm right-footed and right-handed and just discovered I'm left-eyed, but I keep my wallet in my right pocket and my phone in my left pocket. I use my <laughs> left ear. I'm left-eared. Am I a freak? No, you're not. I think they're overthinking that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing freaky about it one way or the other. Uh, Dave, we use that very test you just did for new members to our archery club, as you can be. Right-handed, but left eye dominant, which means you'll shoot better with your left hand. Wow, interesting. So that's you, Sean. So if you do archery, can you learn with your left
0: hand rather than your right hand. Interesting, because like my left hand is like awful. Like I can't. Job. If you're even trying to do something minute with your left hand, like take a key off a keyring or something like yeah. that. It's like
2: I'm always rubbish. amazed at that. I'm really amazed that we've come so far as a race that we have like two hands that do amazing things. Like for example, playing the guitar. Yeah, or playing the piano. Like I play the guitar. My right hand does the rhythmic bit on the strings, the chords, and whatever. And my left hand is doing all the complicated things. Yeah. But then you say to your left hand, "Here, write my name." <laughs> the yeah, hell I can't will. Do that. Can't do anything. You're like why? Why are you useless at so many things? Oh yeah, or like
0: typing. I can do the you know the modern typing where you would like and very easily with the,
2: both hands. Yeah. But Right at my left hand? No. No, no hands. Um, I'm left-eyed and it's weird, says Patty in Wexford. It's not weird. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> Kay says I'm Nothing left-eyed. Wrong with it. I'm left-eyed. Uh, not sure about the eye and ear stuff, but I'm definitely ambidextrous. I've no problem with the point in either hand, says <laughs> in Belfast. And Dave, is there an ambidextrous equivalent term for feet? There is. It's called ambidextrous, funnily enough. It's exactly the same for your feet. Um, uh, I was right-footed as a young kid, And I tore ligaments in my right ankle in a football game uh, when I was about seven or eight. Mm. And I switched, like, unconsciously switched to being left-footed. And now I'm left-footed, but my right foot is still really good because the first seven or eight years of my life, I was right-footed. So I'm kind of ambidextrous with my feet. Sure, there's loads of famous, like, footballers, like, uh, and particularly in GAA.
0: There's Shane Walsh from Galway. He is... Uh, the closest thing I've seen to ambidextrous with his feet kick, yeah. kick with both legs and like I'm sure there's loads of primary league footballers who yeah are, it but...
2: happens well there's there, yeah most of them do favour one but yeah no, there are the odd yeah. one who can kind of surprise you and do whatever with left and right what's going on in the skies at night I mean so we just have our very own version of the Leonardo DiCaprio don't look up movie I this isn't really happening
0: I hear there's uh, something you don't like the looks of. We discovered a very large comet. Oh, yeah. It's headed directly towards Earth. This comet is what we call a planet killer.
6: At this exact moment, I say
0: we sit tight and assess. Sit tight and assess? Sit tight and then assess.
2: Yeah, that's the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, but how close to reality were we coming last night? Did you see something weird in the skies last night? You can let us know on 087-4100-102 because... Across Ireland, across Northern Ireland, Scotland, Bunclody, Dublin, Spanish Point, there was something in the skies, and our favourite space commentator Leo N writes on the line. Good morning, Leo. Good morning. That's quite some build-up, isn't it? To something that's probably quite disappointing, but we're excited, Leo. We're excited. I mean, what? What
13: was it last night? Was it a comet? All right. Well, look, let me begin by doing something I have never done in all my years broadcasting. I am going to quote from William Shakespeare. Fantastic. When beggars die, there are no comets seen. The heavens themselves blaze forth for the death of princes. Wow. And, of course, queens. And queens, yes. So... Um, yes, this this is certainly not a comet. I'm sorry, Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. This is not a comet. Um, it could be a piece of a comet, uh, very possibly a piece of a comet, because it was certainly a meteor uh, and really quite a, a spectacular one. There's no question this was an unusually bright meteor for these climates, as hmm. it were. Um, we haven't seen one this bright uh, certainly in the last it' was in about six months there was a, a really good one over the south of England about six months ago but this this is pretty pretty good. you can see bits falling off it so i would be quite excited if I was um i'm not I couldn't make out from the video what direction this is going um but if if it was heading north south then um from north to south, then there'd be a real really good possibility that this might have landed somewhere in these islands, Ooh. as it were, that bits of it could have landed in Britain or and Ireland. Could that make people rich? Well, now, I don't encourage that sort of <laughs> talk on your radio station. OK. Because it, it, it is really, um, it's, it's really not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about here is the potential for scientific discovery. Of course, um, sorry. You know, some this thing could be you know, a piece of a planet from another solar system. Yeah, OK. And so, you know, the the chance to make history scientifically would be far more, I would like to think, in people's minds than the chance to make a few books.
2: You're absolutely right. Um, lots of people are getting in touch, Leo. Um, Connor in Spanish Point says, I did see something strange in the sky last night around 10 o'clock, like a green shooting star, but very low. My wife didn't take it that seriously. There are a lot of people, yeah, just kind of going...
13: I'm sure that's just a plane, but it wasn't. Well, now, it's very interesting that he should quote the colour because mm. a lot of people have been saying green. Um, so, so that's very interesting. I'm also interested that he says it was low on the horizon. I'm assuming that he means it was low on the horizon over by... Uh, you know, sort of the t- over towards the Tipperary border yeah. sort of direction. If you're in Clare, because this thing would have been, it seems, coming in over Scotland. Um, yeah. And, uh, it 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 would have been very very high up at that stage. So it's possible uh, from Spanish Point uh, that for, that somebody might see it. But I'm certainly surprised to to hear reports so far. Uh, from where where I'm hearing most of the reports, uh, which is uh, northern, is is in Scotland.
2: Yeah, Scotland. A lot of them. Yeah, Northern Ireland as well. And then, but they, even in Bunclody and County Wexford. And there's a photo I have sitting here in front of me from a chap called Gavin Sunderland. How are you, Gavin? If you're listening, and uh, yeah, he literally has like the uh, he has the 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 uh, meteor, whatever it is, just like straight over yep. above the house. So it, it's, it's seen on oh, the right. east as well. So southeast okay. too.
13: Very interesting, very interesting. What I'd really like to know from... Uh, the, the next thing I really need to know is which direction uh, was it travelling. And uh, unfortunately, I haven't seen reports yet. I'm sure they'll come in over during the day. At that point, there are a number of very interesting things that can be done. Uh, the first is that my friends in Astronomy Ireland, uh, the, the one of the, the two main astronomy clubs in Ireland, mm. they, they are very good at taking reports and then triangulating back. You haven't done that in a while, triangulating. Right. Um, so they, they draw lines from observers, and they then calculate where might the meteor, ha- the meteorite, in the case of a meteor that's fallen to the ground, where might the meteorite bits be? Yeah. Uh, and so I would expect that by the end of today, we'll have a pretty good idea of where we should be looking. Okay. But if anybody is out walking the ground um you know around you know anywhere out and about if you do see something unusual on the ground please don't just pick it up right um because one of the big problems is that naturally the first thing people do is pick it up and they get their dna on it and they you know it it's contaminates the yeah, thing. yeah so if you can please pick it up with a with a tissue bit of a tissue paper or whatever and then uh, as soon as you get home, take take the uh, the roll from the toilet roll, you know, the used rolls that nobody knows what to do with. Yeah. Um, if you take one of those and uh, close one end of it, put the meteorite, uh, wrapped meteorite into that and close the other end and uh, wrap it up nicely uh, and get it off as soon as possible uh, to the Natural History Museum in Dublin. Um, they will tell you what it is. Uh, and they will, um, you know, uh, yeah. but, but check with them first because I don't want a load of people sending stuff to me. To I, do, I'm just the thinking. Natural history the history just going, yeah. so um, that's, Why are we getting loads
2: of toilet rolls with yeah. rocks in them?
13: Unso- yeah, unsay that. Uh, <laughs> contact them first. Yes, um, because I, to be honest, I get, uh, I do get fairly regularly calls from people saying I found a meteorite uh, in a field, you know, on my farm. Yeah, and to be honest, ninety percent, sorry, ninety-eight point. Nine 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 percent of the the rocks that people think are meteorites are actually just you know a lump of rock. Rock.
2: <laughs> fair. Fair. Uh, there's a there's a directional text. Obviously, we you know it's just a text from a listener, so I've no way of uh, verifying it. But it says, uh, "I think it was traveling from the east in a northerly direction, low on the horizon."
13: All right. Very good. Okay. Well, unfortunately, that from our point of view that would mean if it was seen over scotland and it was heading it would would have been heading up to the north sea
9: yes uh, so way, it yeah.
13: probably will have just gone into the north sea sounds so okay. most likely um, but uh, but uh, you know we'll see what other reports say. But yes, as as you rightly point out, I, I misspoke. Don't be sending stuff to the Natural <laughs> History Museum. Uh, talk to them if you genuinely think that you found a piece of meteor. Yeah, something interesting. And, and yeah, be, and uh, I'm sure they they'll, they'll those nice people will be helpful. But uh, yeah, it's it, it would be wonderful to get a piece of this thing. But uh, you know those early reports make me just a little bit uh, um, a, a little bit doubtful. Yeah, unfortunately. Possibly so. Uh, Leo Enright,
2: it is always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on today and clearing all that up. My pleasure. Alright, take care. See you, Leo. Bye. Here's that, bye. Uh, we spoke to Leo there uh, all about the comment, but don't forget we also spoke around the time of the release of the movie Don't Look Up to a lady called Dr. Amy Minzer, who works for NASA and for NeoWise which is the near-Earth orbit, uh, you know, basically comet watch um, and meteor watch to make sure that we don't get blasted by one, uh, just like we do in the movie. And we did ask her how likely it might be that something like this could happen to us. Uh,
3: the asteroid thing is really unlikely. I mean, we're talking okay. incredibly, incredibly unlikely, right? It's just very, very, very unlikely. And yet the consequences potentially can be very severe, depending on the size of the impact so that again places it sort of in the medium category in other words it's not something you have to run around with your hair on fire about you, okay. you really do not need to buy asteroid insurance um that you know <laughs> do not go out and hoard shovels <laughs> like it's shown in the movie no, yeah,
9: okay. for
2: that. <laughs> no. yeah, it'll probably be toilet paper that we all did anyway yeah so, yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> okay so that's dr amy minds there they're reassuring us that the chance of it you know being a planet killing thing is quite low which is good
11: news Paddy for you saw something Paddy Hi Dave Paddy here from Tip actually as you said that's something weird in the sky I thought my brother was going mad or smoking funny stuff but he swore it was a meteorite or something it was purple and yellow in colour flew across the sky there um, yesterday evening he's seen a word in Tipperary he's seen it I just thought he was mad but um, obviously he's not mad
2: no he's definitely not mad there's definitely something in the sky as we heard from Leo Enright it was most likely A bit of a comet or a meteorite. David saw two.
6: I saw a
5: shooting star last night. It was about 10 o'clock, I'd say. It was dark anyway. Um, And I saw a shooting star. It was really bright. I think it was a shooting star, but now I'm doubting myself because you said that,
8: so I'm thinking it might not have been a shooting star. But I started singing, like a shooting star
5: across the midnight sky, even though it wasn't midnight.
2: (laughs) Beautiful singing. Uh, Leo Enright sounds like Santa. I would talk to Leo Enright about anything, but the fact that he's so passionate about uh, space and comets and everything, it's just it's so addictive to talk to him. Uh, Vinnie Ameo wants a podcast between Leo Enright and Alan from Carlo Weather. I would also sign up and subscribe to that immediately. Dave, you're only mad for us all to be obliterated. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I should calm down a little bit, but I do find it very exciting. Keith is in Longford this morning. How are you, Keith? How's it, how are you? Not bad at all. So we were talking on the show last week to a couple of lads in North County, Dublin, who've got an honesty box at their farm. And so when they're busy during the week and they can't actually have the farm shop going, they just leave the, the produce in a box and they put a box beside it. And you're supposed to just put in the kind of price that the thing is with the price list. But it's all, no, not manned. So it's an honesty box. Good idea. You've seen something that even ups that one another level. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been it?
13: there for about a
8: year and... uh I just never took a photo of it, but uh, there's some chickens that accept revolut for their eggs uh, just <laughs> down the road a month. Accept <laughs> revolut? Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. So hang on. So is this, so it's just a chicken coop, is it? And you and you can kind of open it up and take out the eggs.
8: Yeah, it's like a nice, looking thing. So you, you can leave money if you want, but um, there's a thing they can take for revolut as well. So oh two euros for so half funny. a dozen eggs. You know, two euros for half a
2: dozen eggs isn't bad, in fairness. Not bad at all. Are they tasty? Oh yeah, yeah. See, farm the fresh thing. eggs, farm yeah. fresh, yeah. like you know. No supermarkets yep. for you. <laughs> and do you use yeah. them regularly or is it just the odd time you've seen it? I've only used it once or twice before. Right, 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 right. And I've where, where in Longford things. is it?
8: Uh, just outside Longford Town.
2: Okay, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Farm Fresh Eggs and the Chicken Steak Revolution. I absolutely yeah. love it. Brilliant. <laughs> Keith, thanks so much. No bother. All right, See you bye later. Then. Bye bye bye. If you're in Longford or you're near Longford, if you've ever seen it, let us know. 087 4100 102.
5: The story. Today FM.
2: Oh, he is back. His new song, Forget Me, is out now, heading for number one tomorrow, and the shot-for-shot video remake of Wham's Club Tropicana by Lewis Capaldi for the Forget Me video is just spectacular. Uh, Lewis joins us now for a chat and a bit of a what's-the-story. Lewis, it's great to have you back on the show after so long. Yes,
4: it's it's good to be on the move again.
2: It's nice to have a job. And, yeah, let's go back to that for a second, because, look, I want to start with the song, but just before the song... You're back after, I suppose, it's nearly three years before, since you released... Three years you know, since
4: stuff released a new single, yeah.
2: Yeah, so, like, for someone who's so new in his career, how was how that to take that kind
4: of a break? Well, I think it was kind of, I was given an easy way out because of um, COVID, etc. Mm. It was kind of like, my, my my album didn't really go away, even though I never put a music it never really went away um, for, until, like... End of twenty twenty because it yeah. was just like nobody was putting out music because everyone was 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 fear. So um, so that was kind of that was a nice little boost as well. But I didn't necessarily expect to take this much time away. I think yeah. it was one of those things where I was like, oh yeah, I'll take, you know, we'll work on the songs and blah blah blah. And then of course it was just like as I said, longer and longer and longer. But I, I if, you know, I felt people had suffered enough at that point, and I yeah. thought. I'm gonna give them a wee break here. <laughs> They've been subjected to my fat head trying to sell them stuff on Instagram and Twitter and other for The last for the last three years, there was a global pandemic. I thought, listen, I'm not gonna to add to the suffering well. we're gonna
2: have. We're very glad you're back and we do love having you back. And what a song to come back with. This is this is an amazing tune. In fact, I've just been literally playing it here, figuring it out on the guitar. The song is heading for number one. We really, really hope that when we hear tomorrow what number one is, that we're saying it's Lewis Capaldi. But it's going to be absolutely helped this week by the music video, which is just, it's merely, it's its a wonder, it's a piece of art. It's something that you talked about taking yourself out of the limelight for, for COVID now you're back in and you're in the nip and it's the greatest thing I've seen
4: yeah I did not expect so much of this new sort of album campaign to revolve around my naked body <laughs> but um, but listen we're here and it's when you've got a body like this it's a shame to keep it covered up this is
2: true I mean the lilo scenes in the shot for shot remake of Club Tropicana it's what I'm here for
4: this is the thing we all know we're, we're not naive we know what sells in this business <laughs> They know what it is. People want sex sales. That's all they want. Listen, you can sing a song, but how do you look riding a donkey in a denim jacket without a T-shirt on? That's there cool. you are, with a jaunty hat just to the side. You know, yeah. It was actually too small for me. I never felt more... <laughs> I have never felt more... Um, sexy. Re- yeah, sexy, but also <laughs> remorseful for that donkey. Because like, I, I am not... As slender as, as I once may have been. COVID, that donkey felt the full weight of my um, my COVID tail. Uh, they're pack animals, you know. They're, this is what they're built for. Yeah, well, this one, if you could have seen
2: it, <laughs> it did not look built for this, honestly. <laughs> um, come here. How, how is the head around the Tourette's diagnosis? Do you feel like, I know you've probably
4: talked it to death at this point, but just, do you feel like it's given you clarity in some way? It's just nice to get out, of the, out in the open. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think, I think like, even people will see now Like my shoulders Kind of go and Twitch and all the rest of it But It's not like I'm not in a, a great deal of pain Or anything like that Good If I have like a couple Really bad days It can get really sore But Yeah For the most part It's like It's fine I just look a bit jittery sometimes It's kind of nice to have it That people know I'm not You know Just really severely Addicted to drugs Because I was like <laughs> someone, someone tweeted No someone sent my manager An email After a gig I played I think it was ZEGET Festival Over the summer Yeah ...and said, um, oh, here is a big... ...Lewis looks like someone who's suffering from substance abuse issues. Here's all these things. That's a random guy, and I'm like... Oh, but your it it own business I think it's substance abuse, I not it? And also... If I was going to be abusing substances, I don't think I would do it right before I went on stage in front of 60,000 people. Not a great idea, no. There's, There's plenty of free time. A, exactly. Why would people do about closed doors? That's fine, but it's a <laughs> disaster. As an already anxious person, can you imagine if I'm railing lines of cocaine and going in front of 60,000 people? <laughs> no. Um, I do think... Um, I do think people love seeing you live.
2: You just mentioned it there. And you did dates in Ireland, and they were amazing. And you had JC Stewart, actually, with you, didn't you? And Wild Youth and everybody. What about touring this album? We want to see you back in indoor
4: arenas. Is that on the cards? Oh, you'll be seeing me. You'll be seeing me, that's for sure. Um, in your pants. I'd, yeah, in my pants. I'll be. <laughs> see, this is the thing now. Last album, I wore those glasses for everything, and everyone kept like, being like, oh, where are the glasses on the stage? Though? I don't know if I can... <laughs> Legally, I don't know. With the current climate, <laughs> walk out to a room full of, let's be honest, well, I know my demographic. What, like adolescent girls? Yeah, yeah, fair, fair, yeah. Who have that's allowed for me to to saunter out into a, in a pair of pants? <laughs> I think that might be. I think that'd be beyond the pale. But, but yeah, man, absolutely want to be touring, that. Um, hopefully next year. But mm. I, I, I'm still hoping to get over back to back to Ireland and do like bits and bobs before before then. But I think a proper tour um, will hopefully be next year I mean if people want to see it I have to be clear here I know we're challenging for number one this week but if this doesn't go well this single I'm out of here you're, you're done are you I'm going to take my money and run brother that's what I'm saying no way to cut your losses is, is, is a big thing for me it's early days Lewis it's plenty
2: plenty of time left in you I think when you come over to Bits and Bobs you promise to come into Dermot and Dave and have the crack in the studio because you were our last interview before Covid and then we didn't see anybody for two and a half years. It started to trickle back in now. We're like, we need Lewis Kapalian. Well, oh, listen, if
4: you let me, I will trickle all over you, brother.
2: Amazing. That's all I'm, that's all I'm here for. Um, Lewis, thank
4: you for doing this. I'm going to ask you a question now. What's the story? When I was in lockdown, um, I was looking for a house because I lived with my parents at the time. Yes, you shared your mum's mid-green fiesta. I remember it well. Did, yes, I did. My it was, uh, it was good times, but at a certain point... My mother was suffocating me. Let's be honest, Um, and my father as well. They were they were truly they were truly becoming cumbersome to live with. And I'm sure they will say the same about me. (laughs) Probably. We we were at loggerheads, and we agreed. Look, it's time, Lewis, It's time you. It's time you head out. Um, So I did. I was looking for a house in Glasgow, and I was like, "Oh, this would be great." Blah blah. blah, And Ed Sheeran and sent. We were emailing kind of back and forth quite a lot over lockdown. Right. I was getting advice on from everything from like you know, love life to, to sort of my, my career second record. And one of those things that we were talking about was my, my living situation. Yeah. And Ed sent me a link to this beautiful house on the, that's beautiful on the outside. Let me make that clear. Okay. Right. It was a beautiful house, sprawling hills. And I was like, do you know what? I'm not, I'm, I'm done all right here. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend, I'm going to spend a little bit. Myself. It's time, yeah. I think um, it was one of those things, where I was like, I was like, um, talking to, so I was talking to Ed and I was like, blah, blah, blah. so he sent me this link and I'm like, this is amazing. I'm quite an impulsive person. Okay. Um. So I went, saw it once, was like, this is the house for me. Imagining wow. life as a older, And then I realized when I moved into it, and lived in it for two months. I absolutely hated it. <laughs> what was wrong with it? It was just not. It was cold all the time. It smelled oh, odd. Was it kind of? Was it an old,
2: like, like beautiful old house? It's like an old farmhouse, but then okay. the people
4: who lived in it beforehand were smokers. Oh and no! You could smell the smoke, um, and then they left their dogs' ashes. What? So, yeah, they did. So we just abandoned them, obviously, and then um, <laughs> gave them the good send-off. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was just it was just not... Listen, the house itself is beautiful. Sure. I didn't expect to have to be spending extortionate prices to yes. have it renovated. So all I think is, if he's listening to this, Ed, he's funny he's done a runner since he sent it off to me, <laughs> like he's on commission. If, if you listen to this, Ed, square me up here, brother. you are do me about half, half, of um of what it's going to cost to get it done back up,
2: yeah, That is crippling
4: me. I have to I be honest with that.
2: In the meantime, he owes you enough that you go live in his sprawling estate, and and you can while the work's being done.
4: Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he would love to have, a, you know, <laughs> a 25 year old sort <laughs> of single. Let's face it, very unkempt and unclean man living with his beautiful. Young family <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> sure, I mean, and then he's and then his kids are like asking, "Who is that weird guy that used to live with
2: them?" <laughs> turn into the turn into a reality TV show. Netflix has signed it up straight away. That's all Uncle you need. Uncle Lewis,
5: Uncle Lewis, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, Lewis Capaldi, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to do this. I really hope tomorrow, this time tomorrow, we are saying Lewis Capaldi is number one. Okay, the song deserves it it is amazing
4: me uh, man. Me too because as I've discussed I need some money to pay for these renovations <laughs> yeah. oh, but also if it's not number one you're gone as you
2: said so no, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, gone yeah, yeah.
4: last time we
2: ever speak <laughs> Lewis we will hopefully see you in our studio soon can't wait thanks a million
4: thank you so much pal. Dave's world
5: Dave's world if we don't let him do it he gets ratty okay so this is
2: what would you say? this is an unexpected singer okay that I found So someone who does something else But who's singing So here we go Very good You think it's good It's a song about Like one of those Sex phone lines It's called 976 Love Wow And it is a song Off an album so let's see first of all Without giving any clues Yeah I have right. some suggestions Okay go on. Yeah. What,
0: are, what are people saying? Hey Is it Kevin Richardson From the Backstreet Boys? No Jason Donovan No Bon Jovi No Bruce Willis No Chris Gaines No <laughs> Joe <laughs> Elliott No Sting No David has to be Ricky Gervais Not Ricky What about Ed Sheeran? No Boy George No <laughs> David Cassidy No. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> Has um, anybody got it right I'm looking down through the list here no it's not computer generated it's his own uh, That's a good people. no 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 Emer have you got an opinion
3: Is it someone from a TV show from the 80s or something like whoever played Jor? or no
10: it's your like man that. from
3: Eor? what's his name Dr Michael yeah Dr. Green
0: or something. Uh, Anthony no. Edwards Sean. I actually initially thought it was one of those AI pieces
2: of music I thought it
0: was like Alexa or Amazon or one of those
2: No I think if I tell you the name of the album it will immediately become clear but I'll go back to 976 Love for a second because here comes the chorus Seven, six, love. Yes, it was released in the eighties. Ladies and gentlemen, the album is called "Angels and Demons." No, that is Dan Brown. No, it's Dan Brown, the guy who wrote "What the Da Vinci Code: Angels and Demons." (laughs) He released music. Oh my god, how is that Dan Brown? I don't know, but it is Dan Brown. No, listen, you thought it was eighties. You released an album in nineteen ninety four. Oh, that's what? why we've never
0: heard it. Yeah. Sorry, I've just got a picture up here of Dan Brown because I knew who Dan Brown was, but I didn't know what he
2: looked like. Does he look like someone who sings about 976 no, love? He
0: looks like a college professor,
3: like
2: <laughs> like the books he writes. Well, presumably that picture is now, not from 1994. Maybe 1994. Yeah, I
3: 1994
2: Sean. Maybe he was a, a mulleted yeah. rock star. And while you're doing that, I'll play a bit more of 976 hey,
0: love. You no. Know. Like Liam Neeson uh, from Taken in 1994.
2: When you're feeling small, I'm the one <laughs> that you call. Great singer. Well. Uh, you think? Yeah. yeah. Sean, I'm surprised how much you like this. I think this is maybe one of the worst things I've ever heard.
3: No, no. Yeah. if this song had been released ten years earlier than it was, it would have been a hit.
0: Dave, <laughs> like, put it back up again. Listen to the drugs. Love Sorry, it, if, Sting, I love it. if Sting or someone of that era Had released that song It would have been number one
3: Jason Donovan had released that song yeah. It would have been a number one hit And if it had been released again In the prior decade Not I think again, maybe
2: because or. I lived through that decade And you guys didn't Maybe sure. I feel differently than you do But I think this Angels and Demons track 976 Love <laughs> is absolutely terrible Do
0: you know what they need to do? They need to bring back You know like that drum beat there Of like the kind of Is it cheap drum? This it's is electronic like- I want that again It was in all the films (laughs) of the 80s and 90s Yeah it
2: was I think it might have been a Lindrum L-A-N-N I stand to be corrected on that if somebody wants to be a better 80s drum machine out out the am yeah uh, but yeah there you go that's Dan Brown I, I don't know I thought it was terrible let's voice. get
3: that song to number one oh, I quite, I quite <laughs> like it yeah. I wish I
2: make it happen <laughs> 7, let us know what you think this is super grass this is a good tune this is alright oh, Dermot and Dave on Today FM bring back Dan Brown yeah Dan, <laughs> <laughs> have you got a cup of tea because you'll need it for this this is just incredible it's been it's been four years since we got an email in to Dermot and Dave at todayfm.com a forlorn email From a chap called Chris Coleman. He'd met someone, but it hadn't quite gone to plan. So obviously we gave Chris a buzz and had a chat about it.
11: I was outside with a group of friends in the Prince Baron of Lone. And I met this lady. Her name was Katrina. And uh, I missed or didn't catch some of the information. Can you describe her to us? She's about five foot six, blonde hair.
5: After, after. No, that, it's hazy. Well, this is where you're supposed to say, say she's stunningly beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah, and very beautiful. Right. <laughs> Come, on. Come on, Chris. <laughs> well, look, you're right to follow up these leads. You know, she could be the one. If you, if you don't go, you'll never know. If
2: you don't go, you'll never know. Well, Chris did go to Dermot and Dave, and then through the magic of the Today FM listeners, we tracked Katrina down. And this is the moment... They first spoke.
11: Hi, Chris. Hi, Katrina.
2: <laughs> the excitement. Hi Chris. Hi, Katrina. <laughs> and then what happened is we sent them on a date. This is amazing. We sent Chris and Katrina on a date. <laughs> Would you be on for meeting up for two you?
9: Oh yeah. Well, how about this, right? We
2: we will we will get you guys a dinner date. See how you get on, but you have to come back and tell us how the
5: date goes. Okay. All right Okay yeah that's Chris, you managed to track this girl down after two weeks of searching. Uh, what would you like to say to her before your hot date? I will I think I leave it all for this. <laughs> 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 well,
2: well, look that was you said was about four years ago. Today's a big day for Chris Coleman and Katrina Keane, and they both join us on the line now. Good morning, friends.
4: Good, Good morning.
2: morning. Katrina, tell everybody what's happening today.
6: We're getting married. Yeah!
9: <laughs> <laughs>
2: this is just phenomenal. So, after four years, Chris Coleman, of thinking to yourself, how can I find this woman I met on a night out in Athlone? I know, I'll ask Urban Dave.
11: You're marrying her. Yes, I can't believe it. it's little over three and a half hours away and is still um, still on cloud nine about it and all well, thanks to Dermot and Dave <laughs> well we can
2: put you together you guys actually have to get on and decide to get married <laughs> Katrina um, like for a lot of people listening this will sound like a, the plot of a rom-com and in a lot of situations in real life versus what you'd create for, you know, something like Hollywood You'd kind of go, ah yeah, but like We met up and sure then, we didn't really get on the end And it was lovely and all, but sure that was the end of it But this is like, this has taken the shape of a full-on Hollywood rom-com Yeah,
6: it has it's, it's been amazing I didn't expect at the beginning It was just to go with the flow, see how it goes And here we go
2: today Yeah, and tell us about the engagement When did that happen?
6: That
2: happened uh, a year ago yesterday. A year ago yesterday. I like it. Yeah. And, and Chris, what was your plan around the engagement? Did you have it all, an elaborate rose petal scenario?
11: Well, that was the plan, but unfortunately the dreaded sea word that I'm not going to mention it, right. um, kicked in and kind of spoiled a lot of my plans. But we got there below in in the woods in Ballymahan. We got there eventually. woods in Ballymahan.
2: Sounds romantic <laughs>
11: <laughs> And
2: Katrina um, Was there any part of you Who at any point in this whole thing Kind of thought It's a bit weird This fella's tracking me down Off the radio like I thought it was
6: a, b- a bit weird At the beginning But didn't pass my sheets But I thought Should I give it
2: a go See how it goes <laughs> Well And it's gone fairly well Because here you are Four years later About to get married As Chris said In about three and a half hours time uh, And how's the preparations Going this morning Katrina Brilliant yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's there with
6: it? Uh, the beautician, the hairdressers, um, the family and friends.
2: Amazing. And where is it all happening?
6: It's all happening here in my home house in Ballycroy.
2: In Ballycroy, right. And then the wedding later on, summer beautiful?
6: Uh, we're getting married in Ballycroy Church, and then we're making our way to Bracey Castlebar for
2: parties a night away. Oh, that'll be nice. <laughs> Yeah And Chris have you had any say In any of these wedding plans Or is it all Katrina
11: No we, we I think we've divided out Even enough Between the two of us I think we We planned it together I think it was Kind of a joint adventure
2: <laughs> And uh, yeah and so like, uh, It's just It is amazing That uh, Kind of you know A raucous night out In Athlone can lead to a situation where you find someone who you're absolutely attracted to but forget to get their, your hands on their on their details. <laughs> and all you have is a vague description of a five foot six blonde girl. <laughs> 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 but, but it's paid off. It's worked. You came to the right, you know, the romance detective agency that is Dermot and Dave and here we are.
11: Uh, here we are. Exactly. Four and a half years later.
2: Well, look, on the big day, Chris, you know, having having tracked Katrina down in this unorthodox but beautifully romantic way, what do you want to say to your bride-to-be? Obviously, you can't see her this morning. Have you got anything you want to say to her before you see her at the church? Just,
11: I love you to bit, Katrina, and see you in a couple of hours. Aww. <laughs>
2: Katrina, are you still there Have you falling down? <laughs> Oh, your phone signal's gone, right? You probably said something really romantic back, Chris, but we'll never hear it because... I'm <laughs> the, here, <sorry. laughs> The hair dryers are on full blast. And you probably can't hear a word we're saying. Come here, Chris and Katrina, we absolutely love this story. We love the fact that you came to Dermot and Dave, Chris, to try and track down Katrina. It paid off. Here you are, getting married. Have an absolutely beautiful day and a beautiful life together. Fair play to the two of you. Thank you very
11: Thank much. Thank you very much. All right,
2: guys, enjoy the day.
11: Uh, Hopefully we'll see you when we get back
2: from America. Are you going on your honeymoon?
11: Yeah. Whereabouts? We're heading for Orlando.
2: Orlando. That's a nice place to do it. Now, right. Well, enjoy Florida and the sunshine. Come back. And yeah, we'll, we'll be in touch then after that.
11: Oh, definitely. All right, Chris. All right, Katrina. See you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Listen, it's all kicking off again tonight. Eighty thousand people be preparing themselves to see the man himself, Mister Garth Brooks, in Crow Park. But on the line now, we're joined by someone who had a bit more of an adventure than he'd
10: planned last weekend. Eighty—it's safe to say things didn't go exactly as he had hoped. Well, yeah, the plan was my partner got tickets to go to Garth Brooks, and uh, she hadn't actually decided who she was bringing. <laughs> <laughs> that happens sometimes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, later on in the week, yeah, I said, yeah, uh, our, our friends were going, so they said, yeah, we go with them. We joined it, great. So uh, there was obviously no accommodation in of Dublin. Of course, so we take, take the camper van.
2: Oh, nice! You have an option of a camper van. Brilliant.
10: Yeah, yeah. Luckily, you know, so took it out, hit it up. Now. One of the, the main points Of the trip as well Was she wanted to go to Ikea So
2: Yeah, like, See, yeah. This, this wasn't this, this wasn't one of my weekends Eddie but all of
10: a sudden It is It is yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So this is Like I, I asked her on the way up, I said, this, this Is this Is this on the same level As Gareth Brooks You know uh, Going to Ikea uh, Yeah she agreed It was, she was just, where, just where, Sorry Where are you guys Living usually In Clare Galway
2: In, in Clare Okay okay oh, So a trip Just, sorry, Dave, just on, for yeah. the
10: record Just for the record My name is Gareth and my partner's name is Brooke, okay? Just in case anyone from Valley uh, Mountain Garda Station... Or, oh, I you know, see what I you're see saying. Just, I, I got you, I got to, go you, I got you, it, yeah. you, Gareth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. And, and, and Brooke, my partner. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, she was very excited about IKEA. So we got there anyway, and we were got we got there a bit late. Um, so we got up there, I don't know, around maybe 2 or 3 o'clock. Yeah, and had either of you been to IKEA before? Um, she had never been to the Dublin one. She'd been in Belgium before. Right. I, I had been there a couple of years ago. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. No, just breeze through. I wasn't buying it wasn't fine. It was, you know, just kind of a... Ah,
2: listen, I go for yeah, a breeze well, through IKEA all the time. People think I'm crazy. It was one of my favorite things <laughs> to do.
10: <laughs> yeah, what's it all about? Kind of, no, but yeah, but anyway, so I knew, I kind of knew what to expect. Like. So that was fine. We went in. Then we picked out the wardrobe after a while, bits and pieces, you know, modular kind of things, putting it together, and then sat down with one of the guys to the plan for the room. Then I looked at my watch and was like, oh God, we're, we're kind of late for the gig. We might get a move on. <laughs> I keep can
2: distract you from me. even Garth Brooks. I understand it. <laughs> so
10: so uh, we had it out. I said, okay, listen, I, I think we might just leave the, the camper here in the car park. I had a look around. I said, okay, first thing I thought is, do they lock the car park? No. No. But then I see there's the, a the, the little barrier. There's these little kind of. Uh, barriers with a triangle, you know, the triangular bar. Yeah. Kind of like maybe four foot high or three foot high type, type thing. Yeah, I know them. I've seen that, and I said, okay. I said, we'll park opposite the car park, like not the, the main car park out there. It's got kind of one to the side of it. Yeah. So we'll park there, and then I looked, and I said, okay, worst case scenario, I can drive over the footpath, over, this, <laughs> over the wood chips, and back on <laughs> with the roundabouters. So I had, I had an escape route laid out, I said, so I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going, you know, just going, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so sure. Off, enjoyed Gareth, and we are getting a taxi back then after the gig yeah. uh, with two friends who were heading on to Selbridge. Um, so, taxi driver was like, yeah, uh, you know, where, where, where do I turn? I said, yeah, next left here. He goes, oh, the ones with the big security gates locked. Oh. And just, i never seen it, at the very, very entrance, there was these, like, eight-foot security gates, like, bolted up. Um, Hang and the, on, I... At,
2: I have driven to Ikea, I'm not joking you, hundreds of times because yeah. I live there <laughs> and I bring my kids for dinner and everything. So, are you telling me that when you drive in off the road, that there are security gates? Is it before Decathlon or after Decathlon?
10: Before Decathlon, just just as you're entering there off that, oh
2: that road. Oh, my God. Yeah. I never knew that.
10: me too, I never looked. It was like, what? Like I was like, I thought we were at the wrong road when really, yeah. you want to see yeah. the gate. I was like, no, oh my God. And I just, my stomach just dropped. It was like eleven thirty. <laughs> uh, my friends were hidden, and they were staying with other people as well. So right, just, so you didn't have an and option to go with them. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. And I was just like, oh. So he's like, just see if there's another way in, and got out, and there wasn't. Like that kind of eight-foot fence, kind of went the whole way around. They'd oh Just that God. That all the way around. Right. Uh, secure perimeter. So, just in the moment, he said, "Well, I'll give you a leg up." So I said, "Okay, I'll try." <laughs> And I was like, I was just looking at the security camera. Yeah, waiting out. for like
2: the the, the, the searchlight to come on. <laughs> yeah, 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 The
10: helicopters are going to start coming yeah, out. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so he lifted me up and I got over just about. And then my partner, Brooke. Brooke, <laughs> yeah. Brooke got <laughs> yeah. over. Uh, he had to try and lift her up. <laughs> which is quite funny uh, And I was over the other side Trying to get her Trying to like Throw a bale of hail <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she's delighted to be,
2: to be described In such a fashion <laughs> look, you at cha- look at your Look at you Change
10: your name Garth <laughs> 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 so it, was, it was done with eloquence <laughs> Right Gotcha Gotcha <laughs> Yeah yeah. Um, so we got over anyway And the taxi driver. Mustn't was- me thinking what is he what is he doing oh god well
2: Dublin taxi men have seen everything that's just another one in his armoury of like wait to tell you the time of dropping two last week here to stay um, so yeah we, we got to the camper van anyway and of course there
10: was no getting out but um, but you could stay because yeah. that, that was the whole
2: point wasn't it that you were going to sleep obviously in your camper van
10: yeah but we were going to sleep like when we drive to Circle K or you know where they have truck stopovers gotcha and then, like, gotcha
2: yeah, gotcha yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
10: Um, yeah, so she didn't actually sleep that night. Like, she was just so paranoid about, you know, the guards arriving any minute. Okay. Any time a siren went down the M50, you know, <laughs> the ambulance or <laughs> anything at all. It was like, <laughs> coming to get us. So, so, I mean, obviously, yeah, because I
2: suppose, like, IKEA is, inverted commas, is private property. So, you know, yeah. they, they, they may not even have to put signs up to say you're not allowed to park your camper van here. Because it's probably just, you know, it's taken as written. Yeah, obviously, you're not allowed to park your camper van and live in IKEA.
10: <laughs> yeah. And we, we thought Okay So we we'll just we go back in again In the morning Then no, we we'll live have another day out there Of course um, But we were just We were so wrecked we And didn't, didn't get, did anyone come over at all Even in the morning When
2: they opened the security Did they come over On the tap of the window or, No
10: No No no. They were very, very polite <laughs> God, Fair play to them We didn't get in there again Until maybe 10 to 12 In and the did, afternoon Did you so get we, breakfast we, we missed the breakfast. Jeez, <laughs> so you were, we're having there.
2: some night. Like, you, were, you weren't you were able to sleep, but you slept in enough to miss the breakfast in Ikea. Yeah, it
10: was, it was only in the morning when there was cars around we thought, well, nobody's come tapping. Right, yeah, we, you can stay, actually fall so asleep. enough to sleep, yeah. The defense system <laughs> kind of calmed itself down. Yeah. And, it like, and we kept talking about breakfast. Oh, yeah, I was going for breakfast, breakfast, breakfast. And, yeah, we, we, we got in and we got a cup of coffee.
2: Okay, <laughs> and right. Then well, it
10: was like, and then spent another four hours there. Oh, listen, and, uh, and did you get the wardrobes you needed? Is the room all planned out? Yeah We got the, the monitor We actually The second day Then we got that The day bed The day bed Oh the day Wait, bed Is fierce yeah.
2: fancy Gosh yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going all
10: out Yeah yeah. Well you're, <laughs> you're saving All the
2: money You would have spent On accommodation For Garth Brooks <laughs> I
10: think all we were Thinking about was sleep <laughs> Yeah
2: Oh lad that, that is an absolutely Brilliant story Well I'm glad You and Brooke Are um, have recovered yeah. From the adventure And here's the thing Would you do it again? Uh, well,
10: I think this, I think we just put that one in, in the
2: past. That was, yeah, that was experience, that's what that was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, AD slash Garth, thank you so much for talking to us. Fair play to you. I'm glad you enjoyed yourselves, glad you had a good night and a good day in Ikea. And I can't wait to see the pictures of the room now when it's all done with the day bed.
10: <laughs> I might get you down to give us a hand. Oh, listen, <laughs> it's
2: one of my favourite things to do is assemble furniture. <laughs>
10: <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> 80, thanks so much, man. Best of luck. Okay. Take it easy, bye bye, bye bye. Listen back to more from the Dermot and
1: Dave Show on todayfm.com. Dermot and Dave. Weekday mornings from 9 really? on todayfm.